All right. And we are live. The last word. Lord Cognito, Ibantis, Ty Guy, Travis, fresh on that Thursday evening campfire. Lots to discuss in Destiny. Lots to discuss in the review world of Starfield and all type of impressions and drama yeah, and fun we'll, we'll, and crazy. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, we had last week off just because... Starfield, literally, like, everything, the embargo was last week. We're just like, we're not touching that. All that stuff was kind of going on. And then, were you gone the week before? I'm trying to think the last time you've been on here. So, it's been a hot... So, when is the last stuff that you talked about? Because I know, I think it was just you and I when Travis was out. But it was like... He wasn't wasn't even here for the Bungie uh, Direct. Yeah, I haven't even talked about the Bungie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Yeah. So I guess first off, um, what I've been doing, still playing a decent amount of Starfield, working on content on that. Thank you to, for all of you nice. who have watched my tips video. Um, that got Watch another another banger on that one. Uh, not talking about Banging that tip. Tips. Oh my God. Yeah, see, I knew he was going there. I knew he was Ooh. going there. Banging on them tips, baby. On the tip, bruh. No, but it is uh, <laughs> it crossed like 250k views. Wow. Again, so yeah, I was Oof. like, Apparently, that's like a niche that seems to be uh, doing okay on the channel. So thank you guys for all the support there. Uh, but yeah, it just seems like the the whole world's been talking about Starfield for pretty much a week straight. So I've been kind of still playing the same. I did dabble a little bit in Crota. I ran it yesterday. Um, didn't do contest. We'll talk about that, though, with numbers and stuff like that. Yeah, um, kind of the feedback, how long it was taken, just the changes to it. Mm-hmm. And other than that, just kind that's of waiting cool. for stuff that's coming. Is there, up in is there a Dato apology video, video incoming? Uh, the difficulty and no, it's funny because oh. Fall, Fallout literally made a video. Like it's either he's like, I know there's this is going to be one of two videos before he made the video, and it's like one, he's going to be talk about Dato's video about the fact that the raid is trash, or it's going to be the fact that Crota came out and actually was pretty well. And he's like, it went the other mm-hmm. direction, so it was not a not a smackdown on Crota being like. Uh, a glorified strike or anything like that. I mean, it took longer than Ron by a decent amount of time. The reprised raid was, uh, the race came down to under two minutes for mm. like number one and number two. It was that tight, like 90 seconds. Like you respawned and like you were both on the final run and they just finished it first. So it was the closest race they've ever had. And it was over, it was probably like six, seven hours. I can't remember how long it took. It was That's not bad. Uh-uh. For a raid where they already knew all the content. It's yeah. not bad at all. Yeah. Mm. Kept up with that over the weekend. Uh, I About two weeks ago, and I think I told you guys this, um, uh, one of my, probably my closest aunt that I grew up around, she passed away. And then kind of the fu- funeral and everything happened. And the funeral literally, like, we had the kind of celebration of life at the church, which was one of my cousin's, Perfect words, because I couldn't have gotten through it. Um, That really great thing for her at that part. But she also served in the Air Force, as went to nursing school and served in the Air Force. She's kind of a badass. And What an interesting lady. Yeah, yeah, she was a nurse in the neo-intensive care unit, so like NICU and stuff like that forever. Also served in the Air Force for a long time, and then she married somebody else in the Air Force. Uh, She was a lieutenant colonel, and so was he. but yeah, so we went through that stuff in the morning and then literally like the salute, like the shots being fired was going off at 11 as like embargo was going down and everything. So I was like, yeah, just completely. I I posted the I didn't sleep much, got the review up and all that stuff. And then the tips video came home, worked on that and posted it the next day. But yeah, it was um, 
Yeah, she was a she was a cool lady, but um, she'd been through a lot between cancer and radiation and treatment and all that stuff. And it was just like, and then it just it it happened fast, and she kind of went how she wanted to at home. So it was, but yeah, it happened really really fast. Like she was, my mom told me that they were putting her in hospice, mm. which typically would last for a little while. I was like, hey, how long? Because I had recently actually gone to see her, like within mm. the last month or two, and I hadn't seen her in a long time. In the last month or two, I got to see her catch up just a little bit. And then, yeah, um, then it was like my mom called me on like a Wednesday and said, hey, just so you know, we're putting her in hospice. The the PET scan came back and they found something in her hip. And then it was like Saturday. She called me and said she was gone. It was like they hadn't even Mm -hmm. set up everything at her house yet. It just whatever happened, happened. So. That was a combination of trying to do a Starfield review, and that was a little bit in the background and helping my mom with stuff and other things. So it was busy couple of weeks. That's kind of where I've been. Um, but you guys, hopefully, bring it up a little bit. Travis, how you been, man? Let go to Travis. Exact yeah. same. <laughs> Nothing but funerals, guys. Past couple weeks. I'm just really? kidding. Uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, that would be hilarious, though. It's <laughs> just like, and he's like, bring it, bring it up, Travis. And I'm like, sorry, I went to three funerals. It's, yeah. <laughs> um no uh i've been reviewing games and uh making guides and stuff so um i think we talked about this last show but uh, i didn't review starfield but i did make a ton of guides for it and i played more than 200 hours of that game um before it came out and i basically played like five hours since it came out (laughs) so i mean you put that uh, much time in i think you were good yeah well i also i also just had to move on to other projects i i beat lies of p yesterday wow and i'm working on the review for that uh tonight so that'll be uh going up for embargo on wednesday at 8 (laughs) a.m and then uh i think it comes out a couple days later comes out on the 19th so actually comes out the next week and then um my next review is payday three which i'm excited for nice. um, that's, that's an open beta, beta now this... yeah, yeah so i'm i'm now. technically reviewing the beta we're going to do like a an early access review in progress and then i'll probably do the full review later um and then uh lords of the fallen is Ooh. the next big one that's coming up so yeah yeah keeping busy doing that engaging in all this really exciting starfield discourse and uh yeah you know good times good times there uh no but it's been a good time man i'm doing what i love i'm gonna be on podcast beyond on tuesday let's go let's go that's you you still haven't been on unlocked though right you're you're back technically i've been on unlocked oh yeah i think as a voice because destin called me on the phone and asked me a question while he was live on air in unlocked and the problem is he didn't tell me that he was live on the air so i just sound like a dude who was answering the phone talking to a friend yeah like with, dude i could have swore or something yeah, like, you, you, yeah, you need, war- you need warning clever. on that come on, come on he just was like hey dude why did you give grounded a nine and then i just explained it to him like not that well and then later i found out it, he was like holding his phone up to the yo podcast unlocked so That's i don't know wild. if you count that i've been on podcast unlocked <laughs> but uh yeah this will be uh i think the third ign show that i'm officially appearing in fire team chat podcast unlocked and i've been on the nintendo voice chat a bunch of times so um yeah so the fourth if you count my un 
unwitting unwi- appearance on Unlocked. Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> your still voice is forever on the though. internet as part of Unlocked. You couldn't, yeah, unlock. you can claim it yeah, as that. But, it, but it's it's not like Cog here, who's <laughs> like a Unlocked regular apparently. <laughs> uh, right now it's um. <laughs> I was going to say cock can't cook, but that's what Paris calls him. I'm trying to think of... Uh... Oh, yeah. Uh, Khalif? Khalif, yeah. It's like Khalif yeah. from Spawn on Me. Yeah, but I couldn't yeah, think of a whole thing. Yeah. I was just thinking, because him and Paris go back and forth, and their cooking thing is hilarious to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're giving each yeah. other a good time. So you're playing and reviewing? Yeah. Play. I mean, yeah, playing and reviewing. You know, um, for me, obviously, thanks everybody for the kind words and, and stuff like that with my recovery. You know, it's been it's been going good. You know, um, obviously, for those who didn't know, I was hospitalized for about five days. It was a strand of unique strand of uh, COVID in conjunction with uh, pneumonia, which brought back my diverticulitis. So basically, I was fighting three things at once, and um, was able to be able to fight that and, and get oxygen on breathe on my own. And then, yeah, doctors gave me the sobering truth of like, look, you know, you you're, you know, if you weren't an in shape guy. This could have took you out. So the tears flowed and I was like, all right, my health armor saved me. <laughs> so at least it was good that I, I did those things to, to put me in position. And now, you know, I see specialists pretty much every day post just to make sure as far as the residual effects. And um, not 100% yet, but slowly, but surely building back up, listening and taking pace of myself. During that period, obviously, the Starfield review happened. Shout out to everybody who supported that. We got like four or five different uh, perspectives. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, there's a game I can't talk about that we are covering that hopefully next week you guys should hear about. You know, look, looking to give our impressions on that. And um, I yeah. I you got to visit, uh, visit some vehicles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Similar, yep, similar to that <laughs> kind uh, of thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, similar to that. And then um, Pax West again. I couldn't get out of it, but shout out to to the guys. They were like, "Bro, you know, just come for an hour, two hours. Go back to the hotel room, rest. We'll take care of the interviews. We'll take care of the appointments." So I got a chance to check out uh, Lord of the Fallen, Lords of the Fallen behind the scene. E, I really nice. think you're gonna you're gonna love that yeah. game. I really I'm think waiting like for it. it. I'm hoping yeah. that one specifically has. I mean, I love the two perspectives. When you got older games that have done that, even Titanfall, when you're flipping, that's still one of the best campaigns, but like switching between them. But the puzzle aspect of now, like in Remnant, like you got to explore, you got to figure out an actual puzzle. This is like if you don't use your lantern and look into the other realm, you might not even know a whole pathway and doors over there. So they can hide so much stuff in that oh other my. world. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. If you don't explore a lot, you'll probably miss, you know, five or ten bosses or something, depending on how big the game is. So I'm looking forward to Lords of the Fallen because I mean, it's of the same name, so they're messing with that a little bit like why they can't call it two i don't know um yeah. i think travis and a joke about like the... separate it yes they yeah. try to separate it they're they're highly the developers are highly aware that yeah. the first one was not liked yeah and but i will say this this is probably the most confident showing of a game we saw behind the scenes and they were just it's like looked go ahead good. yeah i mean you like, guys did you guys do a full game. yeah first yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh you're the first game. oh that's what's yeah. up yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. mitchell saltzman covered that but i'm doing the review Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say I've tried very hard to not look at anything for this game because I want to kind of go into the review clean slate. Like, I don't even know the lantern thing that you was talking mm, about. That's going to be a surprise to me. Yeah. Um, no, no, it's cool. It's cool. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. It's still going to surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, uh, everything I have seen so far, even though I've tried cool. to stay away from it, looks really damn good. So I'm excited. Yeah. For that one. yeah the engine looks really smooth. I would say the best stuff that I saw there. Tekken 8 looked phenomenal on Unreal Engine 5. That was a show showpiece. Indie scene has some really cool um, little indies that I really thought they showed out on. It was just like weird boxing game. It was kind of like a spinoff of Mike Tyson Punch-Out, but it was kind of goofy and cool in, in its own little way. This is Pax. 
Yeah, yeah. Indies showed out. There was some really cool, unique indies that I thought... It was a Dungeons & Dragons game. I think it's called um, For the King 2. That, that was pretty cool. Um, oh, um, there was a... It was a cel-shaded game that Xbox show. I think it was called Dungeons of Hintonburg. That I got a chance to check that out. Some things I ain't feeling about it, but but I like the art style, I like the direction, I like the puzzles. But they still got a little bit of refining for me. But overall, I thought Pax was, was cool and um, good to see everybody that came out and showed love, and that was fun. I got to see a lot of people. Or what was puzzles were you talking about? I walked away. Oh, two two questions. Sorry, I was curious. You were saying something about puzzles when I was coming back. I was like, "What puzzles were you talking about?" No, it was this game called Dungeons of Hindenburg. That, oh, um, yeah, I don't yeah, it was like this little indie game. Trav, what was your question? I would love it if he just opened up a pizza. Like that's yeah. what he was going. <laughs> I just thought eating a pizza. Yeah, I just have like a pizza right here. <laughs> it's like it's like, a, it's it's like, like a this is pizza. this has got to be a pizza box. But I'll tell you, it's not a yeah. pizza in here. I'll show you in a second. Yeah, I know. I can tell. Yeah, it do look like a pizza box. It's electronics. I've seen those books. Uh, it shouldn't be that. Gonna, it's going to be wires, I bet. Watch. Let's see. It'll be that. Yeah, do the like uh, wires. Oh, what's that? Less interesting. Now I'm not interested anymore. <clears throat> Asked you if PAX was worth five days in the hospital. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> worth becoming patient zero. That's bro, patient. Yeah. I will. I go front. I was so honored. Like the way they treated me, Trav. It was hilarious. Yeah. They were like, "We have had a COVID patient in like three." They should three call months. it the Cognito strain. Bro, guess what the name of the strand is? Eris. Cognito. Uh, the name. Oh, oh, what's that? <laughs> this oh, it's what's new uh, Destiny shirt. Marathon. Oh, marathon. that's marathon. Okay. Wow, he's already a marathon. He's a marathon main. It's the Bungie Foundation, but it's like the number on the back is 0777 for them. Mm -hmm. But it's the marathon shirt from the Bungie Foundation. That's what it was. Cool, cool. So yeah, that's been it for me. So what's been going on, man, in the world? E? Oh, this little space adventure game came out. (laughs) It's funny, though, because I've listened to Duke. Mm -hmm. I've listened to... Mo- I think oh, where was Duke to- on it? I haven't heard. How how did he like it? Is he a big fan or is he? Oh, uh, Maddie likes it. Um, he does it because you know he's Bethesda, Bethesda. So he does he has it towards the top of the pantheon, but he doesn't have it like above the, you know, the Skyrim great. Fallout. Yeah. So yeah, he don't have it there. Yeah. Where I would put it to be honest, yeah. I'm kind of with mm-hmm. him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, to me, it's like an eight out of ten. I really liked it, but it's got some stuff where I'm like. You really could have done a better job with that. Like encumbrance is one of the sticking points yeah, to me. Procedurally right. generated worlds, I feel like didn't really work. But on the whole, like it's just such a cool game. Who doesn't yeah. want to be a space pirate? Yeah, it's <laughs> like so. I heard um, Bitcast. I listened to that with you guys that morning. That was entertaining because you played the most. Yeah. Uh, and then I went on Mooch. Well, I got to back up. Back up one second. Bitcast. What's Hogs thoughts? I'm curious. Hogue loves it. It's one of his really? favorite games ever, which is crazy because he was the most anti Starfield. Yeah. Like a year ago when they did the reveal, he was like, this looks like the most unimaginative game they could have come up with. I feel it's, like I never can yeah. call his. Like, right, he's it, so unpredictable. <laughs> I, I knew it was going to be his type of game as soon as I saw that it was like all going to be lore and world building and not really yeah. focused on the other stuff. Because I think a lot, there were a few groups of people. There were some people who thought it was going to be a space sim like No Man's Sky. Those people are probably all disappointed because it's not a space sim at all. Yeah. There's the people who just thought Skyrim and space. Those people are happy. Yep. And then there's people who thought 
or maybe didn't think, but were surprised to find that it's really just like Bethesda's best world building storytelling they've done so far. That's the one part I will say is better than any Bethesda game. Like the yeah. the quest lines, the faction quest lines, yeah. the main story, all that shit is like super, super dialed in and good. Um, it's really just like the other freedom and expansiveness yeah. stuff that I think they aspired to that they didn't really get close to achieving. I think that's where, where it fell with. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's really Sorry. good. So you was all crossfire. You were the crossfire. Yeah, game? Mooch asked me to go on crossfire like an oh, hour before boy. it started. No, I hadn't actually oh, been on the show. Um, oh boy, shout out Mooch. Every Let song... me guess. He thinks it's a two out of ten. No, <laughs> he was actually trying to just play devil's advocate for the discussion. He hadn't actually really jumped in, so he was playing. Because oh, uh, I again had played the most. I was about a hundred hours by the time I jumped in at that point. Uh, but there was, I'm blanking on so many names. I feel horrible. Yeah, uh, Brap was on there. Brap, uh, mm -hmm. there's the name. Bit, mm -hmm. no. Bit Cloud, maybe. Uh, bad Bit, Mister Bad Bit. Bad Bit, yeah. Bad Bit was on there. Dr Dr Dreamcast guy was there because he usually comes on on that, that show a lot. Oh yeah, Dream Joe? Dreamcast guy was bad on there. Thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to go to his Twitter, which I'm sure has way too much stuff on it. But I was just trying to look for who <laughs> was Joe? on there. Bad take. Bad take, Joe. Bad bit. Is that him? Oh, oh, damn! Shots fired at Joe. Shots fired what? at Mister Bad bit. Isn't that his name? Bad take. Or something <laughs> they, they, like they, they be clouding my man. Leave my man alone. <laughs> no, I mean it was a reasonable discussion, but it's like when I'm not. I feel like when I'm hosting, I got to be a little more. I don't. I just. I, I am. Yeah, reserved. Just trying, yeah, like you know. Yeah, yeah. it's like I'm just kind of in a different place when I do that. Mm -hmm. uh, so you had Dreamcast guy, Mister Bad Bit. Uh, Gamers Gamut was on there, and then I know Brap came on later and stuff. So they had different discussions, but there were just some points where uh, they were talking about, do you think there are, you know, is there any... And I just got real tired of, like, some of the BS that's been going around the internet. And I was just yeah. like, this crap's got to stop. Like, I don't yeah. care what box, what, like, controller you're holding, what screen you're looking at. And it just, like, there were certain... So I just, I got a reel on that podcast for just a little bit, and... It nice. was it was just nice. kind of one of those things where I finally got to unload on kind of all of the mm -hmm. stupid stuff on the internet for about a week. Yeah. But it was it was good because I think generally they were just trying to understand how the early game felt because that's where a lot of them were at versus how it sounds later on. Because I can't remember which one asked the question, but I was like, hey, early on it's kind of feeling like this. But if you're saying it gets to this level, that makes me more excited to kind of keep diving into it. Um, yeah. And it I does think, get better after the first like ten to twenty hours. One hundred percent agree. A lot yeah. better. And I think that was the big thing because I mean I remember. I mean you guys know my game was bugged. Like I straight up had to send so my save. Yeah. I had to send my save. It got fixed. Came back to me. And then at that point I get to experience the main quest line. But without that I would have been like, mm. I mean the side factions were cool, but the main one's kind of an important piece, especially with new game. Plus you yep. get to see what's going on. Well, I mean, if I would have missed all of that, I, I don't know where I would have landed per se. But I mean, I landed on an eight like Travis, kind of in probably a very different path. But oh, you did? I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, I put. I, yeah, I landed on an eight. Um, I couldn't get to a nine because I've been. I have been actually trying when I do a review to look at the IGN scale because I like the wording. And again, it was a point where whether it was like four out of five or eight out of ten, it was going to be the same thing. It was like it wasn't a seven. It could have been a seven, and that's the thing. It was it like could have been a seven. I it could have been a seven, and that was like for me. Yeah, I I literally was like, and I told him on um, Crossfire, I was like, I can understand a six to a nine. If you give it a ten, you are really like okay. Action. I was That's like, you're, you're no, but I was like, for me, it's like then you really 
are looking past any of the flaws because they are there. I was like, I currently yeah. have a save. When I go back to New Atlantis right now, there is a texture in the middle of New Atlantis that is just gone. It has not loaded. And not that the texture is gone, the also loading of the floor is gone. So people fall through. I no longer have like the the kiosk for trade authority when you land in New Atlantis or the bounty things. The kiosks are yes. gone. So certain things haven't loaded now. So it's like, it's not a perfect game, but I'm also like, if you gave it a six, I'm like, there's enough here that if the nitpicks bug you, I could also see it. And that's kind of the thing I was saying. I understand a six to a nine. Crucifying any one reviewer on the internet is just dumb. I'm like, let it go. They have like, it is one person's opinion. And that's kind of what I said. I was like, find the people who you resonate with as reviewers, take them as a collective, not just one. And then you can still establish your own opinion after that. It's like, it is not that hard. Don't be an idiot. It's just like, that was the frustration yeah. I got into. I forgot how it led into that in Crossfire, but I was like, it is one person's opinion. It's like, and I can see a six, which is even lower. You saw some of those up to a nine. It's like, if it, if they give it like a 99, I'm like, are you, you're apologizing for a lot, but again, maybe that's just, this is the game you are looking for. And you're like, I know Bethesda's going to be there and that's fine. I just don't think it's a critical review at that point. But again, that's still my opinion. You can have yours too. And that was all I kind of got into on Crossfire was I just got tired of like anybody going after any one person or yeah. that there's any type of bias. I'm like, no decent site is going to do that. Like same thing any person tries to do is like, all I'm trying to do is let you know what I thought about a game. And I think that's what any other reviewer does because whether it's the amount of time you get to put into a review beforehand, Travis does this better than anybody because he kills himself. And I don't know how you put out the reviews that you do. But you're always like, that's why I loved listening to BitCast with you talking about your review because they were like, oh, well, I can, I'm okay. And it's like, uh, cause they were talking about, I'm trying to remember what Ains was saying. Oh, um, it was, God, and you came back kind of perfectly too. Got a good ball for Which that. Which part was got it? Got a good ball for Ains. No, he was, it was when he kind of got to the question of. When a game is at scale or you know it's trying to do certain things, can you apologize for certain parts? It was whatever that piece of the discussion yeah. was and the way you guys were going back and forth. I'm like, I got to give Travis his, his moment here as a reviewer because he is as logical and rational about every review every time. Doesn't change. Doesn't matter what game it is. And he's always going to be there. And it's just like, that is the level-headed reviewer. And I think that's one, why you have good success at IGN. But two, just listening to the way you, it's like, well, and Ains was like, well, that stuff doesn't bother me. And you're just like, well, is this a well-designed game system? Period. Doesn't matter if it doesn't bother me or whatever. How it, How is it in the game? And it just, that was a really good one. So if you guys haven't seen the Bidcast this past weekend, definitely worth a listen as well. And go watch Duke because they had a great discussion with Gene on there. I saw you guys had Park on yeah, there, which Gene was awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah Gene was awesome. Mm-hmm. So that was, so yeah, just kind of gathered what everybody else thought. And honestly, everybody I listened to, I understood just about everybody. I think a lot of people kind of landed in the same ballpark. Whether you put a different number on it, I think the feelings were the same. It was just kind of where it hit you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've actually seen just a ton of different opinions on this. And to me, that's really interesting to see how different people can take different things away. And I think Starfield is a really specific type of game where, you know, you're either the type of person where it's going to hit with you and you're not going to mind the bugs as much. And you're just going to be like, this is the type of game I want. The kind of chaos of like a irresponsibly large game like uh, Starfield, as Todd Howard put it. Um, or you're going to hop into it. You're going to see that there's no world maps. You're going to see that your encumbrance allows you to carry about five items and you're going to be like, nah, I'm good. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of different uh, different takes on it. I find that inspiring. I've never looked at that and been like, oh, this is a problem. No one can agree. To me, that's like 
That's the beauty. That's why we're yeah. here. That's why we, that's why there's so many people writing reviews. If there was only one correct opinion, then you would only need one reviewer and everybody could just listen to them, but that's not mm -hmm. how it works. It's a bunch of different people interpreting subjective art. And I think there's room for dissent in that. And I don't think there's yes. anything wrong with it. The problem that I have, and the reason I got a little into it on BitCast is because some people are seeing some person's review and assuming that that is them making a political statement or right. that they have some sort of conspiracy against the game or whatever. And it's just like, can, can we just be a little more charitable to yeah. your fellow man? Can we yeah. just agree that if somebody says their opinion that they're probably not lying to you and they probably actually believe the things that they say and you can disagree with that and move on. But, mm -hmm. um, I actually, I think the re the recourse hasn't, been, the discourse hasn't been as as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. To be honest, I kind of expected like a bunch of like one out of tens from PlayStation fanboys and people saying it was the worst game ever. Oh, the user scores uh, are all going crazy though right now. User scores user are scores crazy. Zero. I haven't looked at those. Oh god. We're saying zeros and we're saying ten out of ten. I mean, I think that there are a lot of outlets, you know, a lot of outlets that have like Xbox in their title that probably gave the score a higher review than mm -hmm. than i would have given it and, and maybe did it for reasons that had nothing to do with the game mm -hmm. but um i don't think that that's what was happening largely i think most mm -hmm. people were just sharing their joy or their uh, quibbles with a game that is mm -hmm. very unique and probably going to be divisive depending on who's playing it so um mm -hmm. i liked it though yeah. I, I came away with it with an eight. I don't know how much you've played Cog or where you're at. Yeah, I've got about a hundred hours in it. it it's gotten, nice. it started off very slow for me. I, I will be honest. Um, The first yep. <laughs> seven hours, I'm going to be real. I was like, I don't, well, you know, what's, here's the thing. I was more worried about the technical aspects coming in with 30 frames. How's that going to move? How's it going to run? How's the combat going to feel? Those weren't the issues for me. The issues for me initially was like, I'm not really captivated by this story coming out of the mine at first right oh that was and the I, other sorry to cut you off that was the yeah. other thing on crossfire that i just like kind of roasted everybody or wanted to just lay into everybody yeah. for because they were like what about this whole thing about the most powerful console and it's not at 60 yeah. frames no yeah. and then all i said was like i was like so how's the combat i'm like you know what in all of 80 hours the combat mm -hmm. whether it was like 40 or 55 or it dropped down to you know 30 I'm playing on PC. I don't have the best rig, but I have a solid one. And I can tell you, combat is the least of my worries. It felt yeah. pretty good the like the whole time with everything going on. It's not going to be your Destiny. It's not going to be your Call of Duty or whatever your shooter of choice is. But I was like, that was literally the least of my worries of how yes. that felt. And when I saw the, the direct, that was mm -hmm. one of the things when I thought, I was like, oh, I don't know. And then right. when I played it, I'm like, that was that was the last thing I was worried about. Yep. That that was literally my experience. So I was actually impressed with how the game ran for me. And then normally with Bethesda games, I'm going to be honest, like I historically play them in FPS first person mode exclusively. I don't usually use third person because I always felt like the combat never felt as good. But this game, surprisingly, it's when I got my first like power boost pack, the one that lets you jump really high like a damn trampoline. Oh, power boost, yeah. Then it yeah. became a platforming game. And then they got the Destiny mantle system so I can grab onto something, yep. you know, like a little warlock, <laughs> and then, you know, get on top of stuff. So now I'm, I'm like, I can't play this in FPS. I have to play this in third person now. Speaking of and a then, warlock yesterday that broke one of our um, boss attempts. Anyway. Oh, damn. So, yeah. I so couldn't clamber up to the edge. I couldn't get there. And literally had to wipe and start over. <laughs> So, warlocks jumping, floof gang always do it, man. So, yeah, like once it opened up, then I got to New Atlantis. Then I started to just 
do my own thing. I wasn't even listening to what Constellation was talking about. I was doing my own thing. And then the magic started to hit for me. Some of these wild emergent quests, some of these crazy situations, you know, a little bit of space pirating. And um, for me, I kind of went persuasion. I went um, space scoundrel. And um, also... Um, I really started to get into um, kind of like the ship combat a little bit. Yep. And I'm a guy that really, I didn't think I would enjoy that aspect of the game as much because I'm the guy that comes from the wing commanders. I used to be like that guy, like yeah. the Star Fox guy. I love that. So oh, when I, Star Fox. I said, man, they actually doing this well. Then they got to targeting and stuff like that. And it really started to click for me. And then the, the, where it really sent it over the edge for me is once, obviously without spoiling, the constant, this is where, I got to be honest. Bethesda games historically are not known for their main story quests. I couldn't tell you what happened in Oblivion. I couldn't tell you what happened in Skyrim when I beat it. I could tell you about the Thieves Guild. I could tell you about the Dark Brotherhood. I could tell you about all the factions, right? But the main quest of this is their best main quest I have ever seen from them. And without spoiling, really like synergizes into new game plus if you want to play that way you know i'm choosing to you know take my time a little bit with certain things but yeah i mean it, it's really cool i did land at a nine it's not perfect game it's flawed the onboarding is horrible horrible i didn't know how to dock my spaceship in the beginning i didn't know how like the fast travel system you got to use the scanner i was going to my star map every minute it's clunky it's like the onboarding you can have a very bad experience with this game and i totally understand a seven i totally understand a six if that was your experience if these things get in the way of your immersion and i think like Bethesda doesn't do the greatest job with that but luckily you know in my case obviously we reviewers we're all kind of you know communicating hey oh oh that's how you okay you know that kind of thing yeah. and the last thing i'll say is the companions for me they stole a little bit of outer worlds which i like is i like companion interjection you know i like when they have something to say you know, in, in conjunction to that. So, it, you know, I, I thought it, I thought it was really cool. And um, yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to see like more people because it's going to be a, a, a polarizing game on some level. So I'm very curious to see as more people play it, what they, where they land on it. It's funny to have the interjection when your companion's behind a wall down the hall because they didn't make it to the conversation. So a wall was talking to me. I've had that multiple times. Bro, but I, I feel so bad for you and the glitches you've had. Well, recently, uh, my companion, uh, you can go camo mode with certain things. Yes. Uh, walking around New Atlantis and her head was camo. Just the head. Not yeah. the arm, not the body. Just the head was camo. I, I will say, and it was Kong, that I effect. Didn't really have, <laughs> I, I didn't really have many bugs at all until <laughs> like much later. It was like after, you, you know, more than 100 hours. Like <laughs> you start to really see it because up until 50 hours, it was like nothing. I saw like no bugs. <laughs> and then I saw like one or two between 1500 hours. I was like, okay, it's starting to show. And then when I got to 200, I was like, <laughs> I, almost, I almost need to go new game plus breaking, just to like yeah. freshen everything up. <laughs> so like, all right, come if that on. That doesn't let's... work. That would be crazy. Now yeah, that's what that I need to actually test is I need to do like kind of new game plus, which I will say is like, I heard there was a new game plus. That's the only thing I will say about the main quest. I thought it was kind of cool. And I especially love some of the discussion and like dialogue points you get in that. But I will say it is, I as I knew New Game Plus existed, it's a pretty um, yellow brick road path to New Game Plus. Mm. That makes sense. Like yes, being as I know exists, I was like, oh, I think I see where this is kind of going. But I still yes. enjoyed the journey to get there and mm -hmm. listening to everything. 
at some point we'll have to like do a little spoiler or I'll ask you guys afterwards, yeah. but yeah, it was, it's yeah. Like the, the beginning is bumpy. I yeah. said that in my review. I think I heard that yeah. from like half of the reviews. I heard, like Maddie was saying, he was like at first, yeah, I think his bro. piece was like, I don't know. Maddie was, bro, was his, was the two his... people who were the worst not feeling it that had to come from the brink of disaster yeah. was Jess Corden and Maddie. Uh, they, their first couple of hours, they were like, what the hell is going on? I'm not feeling it. It's not clicking for me. And I guess some people were trying to play it like a traditional Bethesda game. And then, you know, the procedure, some people were trying to play it like, I'm just going to go to random procedural planets and, you know, some of the emptiness and that stuff wasn't clicking. So it was tough for some people at first until they got what their gameplay loop is. And I, I think that's where it's subjective. That's why, I, last thing I want to say, this is a reference to what Travis was saying, is that I'm, in my side, I've seen some really bad discourse. And my thing is this, man. Look, it's one man's opinion. Stop attacking people personally. Like, that's the part that really is bothering me because I know what's going on. There's a certain group that wanted validation for this. They wanted a coronation in the street. They wanted to get, you know, 90 plus better, whatever, whatever. And I get it. But the thing that's bothering me is that the same people who will attack outlets and, and all this other stuff are seeking validation from the outlets they claim they, they hate. And I think that's the part that I struggle with because it's like, bro, don't let anybody tell you how your food tastes. If you're enjoying it and you're having fun, that's all that matters. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a scale. And to me, sometimes... I like, like, E, when we were talking, your opinion really resonates with me because I know this is your first kind of like Bethesda yeah, really kind of game, right? Yep. So, like, I'll look at that. You know, I'll look at people like Travis. I'm like, okay, he's hardcore. He knows what a Bethesda game is. So they, take value from the people that you respect, right? But don't go attacking people just because they have something that's disagreed with you. And, and the funny thing is, Travis, they ain't play the game. They ain't played a game telling yeah, somebody how they should. I'm like, come on, we gotta stop. It's a, it's yeah, a, it's a terrible look. Game and are really upset, and it's also they didn't read the review. There's just a lot of weird stuff oh, going yeah. on. I saw one person posted a quote that wasn't from the IGN review, and then said, "Wow, the IGN review is like terrible." And I was like, "That's not our review." I, like, <laughs> the, there's just weird stuff like that going on. So it's unfortunate. I want I want to say this. I want to give a shout out to Microsoft. I have a friend that works at Xbox, um, and he told me, he leaked this to me before the game was out. He was like, hey, our internal reviews just came back in, and they have oh. us at a projected 88 Metacritic. And I said, I don't believe you, because I saw your projected Metacritic rating with the last Red Redfall. Redfall. <laughs> Redfall. And I don't believe you at all, and I don't think you're going to get to 88. And then I started playing the game, and the first 10 to 20 hours, I was like, now I really don't believe Ooh, you. So I think spooky. this game's going to be like mid-70s. That was my prediction before the game came out. First. And then, um, and then uh, the game came out. It is an 88 on Metacritic. Bravo, Microsoft. I don't know what you did with your internal reviews, but you guys crushed it down to the point. Yeah, so, it's like it's 86, and... 87 on Metacritic yeah. for both, and then mm -hmm. 88 on Open. So, I mean... Yeah, they were there. They were not like, was it double down? double it digits? 86, yeah, it went yeah, down yeah. a smidge. I figured as more would come out, it might trickle a little more, like a yeah, smidge because, down. Yeah, uh, because Microsoft played delayed. a real weird game. They didn't they didn't give any codes to all of Europe and a bunch of other weird yeah. like, omissions from who who got codes. It was kind of um, so I kind of expected that the Metacritic score would go down a little bit, but for the first like week, it was eighty eight on the nose, yep. and I was just like, "Yo, yeah. homie, I owe you an apology." Yeah. Mm -hmm you crushed it so 
Um, shout out to whoever they're using for internal reviews because they got this mm-hmm. one really right. Use whatever team you used for this one, not the Redfall team. Those guys, <laughs> those guys need help. Yeah, and yeah. it's it depends. I mean, if I would have gone down, I recently did one of the factions, and I was mm-hmm. less impressed with that one as mm-hmm. I was some of the other ones that I had done. Uh, yeah, you, you didn't like Ryujin as much. Ryujin wasn't as much. Oh, I loved Ryujin. I love Ryujin. That's what I loved it. That was probably well. I I think that one has the worst story, but it's got mm-hmm. the best quests because it's one hundred percent stealth and stealth encounters. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. hell like, yeah, dude. Hell it was, yeah. I was what? trying to, and depending on like some spoiler stuff I was using and things in there, which I don't want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like very finicky on some of that stuff. So I mean, it's like if you were gonna oh, work really? through it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't I have the that. I didn't have the stealth skills. So, I mean, if you had to, oh, oh, oh wait, you, when you crouch, you didn't even have you didn't even How have did you, do that? you didn't even have. Bait? Oh no! Oh, so that no. was why that over. That's that was, terrible, dude. Yeah. So you were not equipped for Reugen, bro. Get yeah. out of there. You gotta well, have. I, I had. I think I had. I had max levels in stealth and persuasion, and I was like, persuasion. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Persuasion, I had. Persuasion, I did have, which is that was useful for a lot of that. This was my uh, mm-hmm. my story with Starfield is so funny. When I started playing the game, really quickly for whatever reason, I decided I wanted to have a day job in Starfield. I don't know why. It was like I, I, I was a minor this text or something for me. Yeah, yeah. I was I a minor, and I was just like, I was like, oh, you know what? I think it would be funny if instead of doing all this crazy stuff, I just found like a day job where I work like eight hour days, nine to five. I just want to see if I can do that. So yeah. I was trying really hard to get a day job. I finally found a guy who was hiring people mm-hmm. who, who wanted a job. And I, I was like, all right, great. And he goes, hey, look, there's a lot of other people applying for this job. I recommend you break into a computer yep. and delete all their other applications. The Australian dude. The Australian yeah. dude. So I went and I tried to do it. I did not have levels in stealth. And at this point, I was like maybe two hours into the game. I had no idea that you needed a level in stealth to sneak at all. Yeah. Like you can, you cannot do things unseen without yes. one level right. in stealth. Like yep. it's Facts. crazy. Crazy. So, yep. um, I think the game actually locks way too much. Uh, like the I fundamental agree. stuff behind leveling, yeah. which like you can't use the jetpack, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I got arrested and then I got recruited and put onto the Crimson Fleet storyline. And I said, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to become the world's most famous and evil pirate. And I did all of this crazy adventuring and stuff. I got to like level 70 on my main character. I, I was just like playing for hours and hours and hours as like the most evil person in the world. And then I land on Neon and I see a job posting for a day job. And it's Ryujin Industries, that quest line. And I finally got a day job. <laughs> so uh, I, it was just, it was funny how full circle it went. My guy just wanted to be a normal office just worker. A job, and he yeah. hilarious. I, I got, it. He ended up having to be a pirate. Yeah. I got a job at the, uh, it is definitely not of the uh, upstanding variety of jobs. Oh. Uh, very Breaking Bad-ish. And it, you had to punch uh, in, punch out, and you got to wear a certain type of outfit. I heard, I heard about that. Yep. Yeah, that, that's Wait, it, man. What is this? Oh, yeah. Talk to the dude. Oh, man. What's his name? Uh, there's like a guy in Neon who has like these rare items. He has a side business. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 it's it's real. It's real. Bro, no, this, this is really what's, making... What's Neon based around? And then you can figure it out from there. 
Oh, the mm. dogs. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Was it Aurora? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, a Aurora. very Aurora friendly quest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did. I smuggled Aurora for a while, but it just wasn't as profitable as harvested organs. So okay, just, somebody I, explain I'm, this to I'm me. Harvested organs guy. The yeah. value of anything you pick up is always like a fifth of what it actually is, or sixth. Yeah. It's like that's so, pretty common. But, what, a, but like, then what's the point in putting the value on there when it shows less yeah. later on? I don't. That doesn't serve any purpose to be like just put the value actually what it is. Like why? Why is there markdown? Yeah. Like I'll give you fifteen. I'll give you fifteen percent. I'm not going to defend the game's UI, but I will say if you get commerce, I think you can get it to about fifty percent. It's like a 20 percent boost, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty decent. Um but yeah, uh I harvested organs, man. That's the way to go. Yeah, see, I didn't get into that either. You guys are doing oh, I did. crazy stuff. I'm, I I was delivering harvested organs by the crate. I will say though, for Rage and like the payoff, like I did okay, I did UC and I did the mm-hmm. but both UC. Like you we know, did UC. I thought UC Sist- was really good. I did Sysdef and then I did the Vanguard. Mm-hmm. Right. So I did. Scary. I did both of those. The payoffs, though, even financially, I could say were substantial. So I figured this like rich corporation was actually going to have a decent sized payout, and it's like chump change in comparison. I was but like, what? Well, you it, get, it's because they pay, they pay you every mission, and they right. also give you, they yeah, give they give you, you a free talent. Mm-hmm. That the talent, yeah, I got that. I got that. You equip that you yeah. can do things yeah. in the scanner. That yeah, is I got very that. okay. Yeah. Okay. But it was just like yeah, I don't know. It's like. That was a great storyline. I think all of the yeah. is there a story? I, I think I did all the faction quests. Are there only four? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was hoping that there would be a House of Arun one, but I guess that's not. Mm-hmm. I bet that'll be maybe a DLC. Like, maybe later. DLC? I, like, that has quick. DLC written all over it. By the way, it's like I know it was funny because like Maddie said, it's like who your companion was. You, me, and him picked the same one. Oh, I love Edra. Edra, yeah, yeah, she. Yeah, she's the best. Don't hang awful. out with Sarah Morgan. She sucks. Oh, she's awful. <laughs> Oh, she was out of my party. She, I don't. She was only in my party for like the required one minute or something, and then out. out. I had she left my party. Yes, angrily. She angrily, left. she was done with me. I had the nerve to take her through the Ryujin quest storyline. Oh, she she, like, would, she wouldn't have that. She said, "This is oh, unethical." She was like, "How could you?" Here's the thing, Cog. I didn't bring her anywhere. As soon as I met her, I was like, "All right, you're about to call the cops to break up my barbecue." So I'm, I'm done with you. See ya, Karen. And uh, yeah. I left her behind, but she still can't comes up to you and complains, even if you don't bring her. She's yes. omnipresent. She just like shows up and like, or or I have a uh, or I have a snitch in my party. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Not really sure. Um, but uh, she finds out and she comes up to you and gets mad. And so she found out about a couple things I did, which you know maybe morally gray. I don't know. And she got all upset about it and dipped. I was like, all right. Don't let the bad? door hit you. Yeah, what got me mad about her is in the beginning, she tries to pay herself off like, you know, we're not perfect. And, you know, we yeah, can- we let everybody manage their own lives. Liar. Liar. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That was a piss. Liar. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys do the loyalty quest stuff. all the way? Did you have you done the loyalty quest with? Uh, I've not I did her loyalty that. quest. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Andreas was good. Nice. That was actually that's I what I was like. Andreas's. I that's so the I one even, I could see I setting meet, up for uh DLC. That's what I'm saying. I didn't yeah, meet anybody right. except for Vasco and Sarah Morgan until I was over 200 hours in the game because I didn't do a single main quest storyline until oh, I was cool. basically done with everything. So I just started the main storyline. I got like maybe 30 40% through it, and then my, my time was done. The game came out, and I had to move on to Liza yeah, P. So. Yeah. 
Okay. It's a cool game though. Really cool. Yeah, I, I I really do want to play more of it. I'm definitely going to beat the main story and probably do new game plus. Like I yeah. I could see myself playing that yeah. game for a lot longer than I did. Yeah, it's also, one. I am the foremost master at building starships. I spent maybe 20, 30 hours in uh, just the starship builder. I know everything about that. Oh, system. that's right. I built, I'm I built a, my ship right now is worth 3.2 million credits. Jeez. It's Jeez. the most insane ship ever. It uh, it has ten thousand, no, twelve thousand cargo. Mm. Mass. Nice, you can store. Class. Yeah, it's I, it's like, yeah, I was like, I can only, I can kind of picture the engine requirements, the reactor you're using, because I've been messing with it a lot recently too, trying to, because I have like yeah. all the parts, all the piloting and shipbuilding, uh, the skills, like to be able to access Design. everything. Yeah, so it's like there's. I am a little annoyed that like I can't. Like I have to have a skill to have more crew members on a ship that can hold five. Yeah, yeah. Like, have have the, the skills yeah. are very limiting, and like because some of yeah. them are deep down in trees, it takes four levels to get through them. Like they're a time investment. If you go hard on shipbuilding, for example, like Travis did, and if you want to go outposts or you want a big crew, like even yeah. the crew is separate from the ship, and that's far down in that tree. Yeah, so no, I'm with yep. you there. Yeah, if you want to fully upgrade everything on the starship, you have to get like. 60 skill points i think i counted it it's a lot because it's it's eight just to unlock all the ship parts yep. and then you have to and that's you have to get down to that and then if you want payload which i recommend you get yep. that way you can store more on your ship and mm -hmm. dude it's like that game if if you just table stakes you have to spend like your first 30 points for you yes. like the game already tells you how to spend your first 30 points because if you don't grab those basics like oh, what yeah. are you doing like you need Forget three it. levels in security you need at least one level mm -hmm. in stealth you need yep. one mm -hmm. level in jetpack like all yep. those things are like weightlifting you may as well max it out like oh yeah you have to max out weightlifting oh, unless conference. you want to be you know running around like you're camping yeah you're my really campaigns was complaining like sir um we noticed you're, you're picking up everything you yeah. could utilize me and i'm like damn oh you're full too don't worry you're maxed out yeah. Basket's full ship's yeah. full yeah. yeah it's it's and again if you get into Dana, unless you have a ship like you do if you get an outpost like you're gonna have like hundreds of pounds of stuff sitting out there that you might harvest and then you gotta like are you gonna do that so it's like that's cool. a whole thing Dan a photo of his workaround to the encumbered system which was he would get on a ship and drop everything onto the ship floor because it doesn't count as cargo space if it's just a loose item and so his literally his ship is just piles of trash everywhere is that the like, like the potato thing potato i saw recently energy, yeah no, it, it, the potato thing was somebody said like spawn 600 potatoes using a console command oh. this was he literally was dropping all of his stuff on the ground because the I game was the galaxy yeah he was the messy he literally just became like a gross hoarder it was kind of amazing <laughs> See, that's the type of stuff yeah. where i think if they had like some quality if like more oxygen when you start, more capacity for inventory basically everywhere. Just a couple quality of life things would help a decent amount. Uh, I'm like, sure they'll get there. They want you to spec into it, and it's like, because yeah. I think when I went alien DNA, I had more oxygen. I, I did that too, yeah. yeah. Like, I had that for a start. I was like, oh, that seems helpful. And like, and then I figured out you can have that stuff removed later on. But even like ship targeting, you don't even know if that's like a thing, so then you can target them, immobilize their engines, and then board, and you're like, just can blow yeah. them up like you can suppress randomly but you don't even have yeah. ship targeting if you don't spec into it and if you don't Max. get piloting early and you're running around actually mm -hmm. fighting ships they don't count there's no retroactive ships you gotta there's destroy no so you gotta go back yeah. and do that there yep. are just some things that like seem like cheeses that i feel like would be 
better if they just kind of put them into the natural part of the game. Like some people like, hey, leveling up right now, go to a crazy planet and you can kill high level beasts or something like weird stuff where if you were just doing normal things, if they gave you more experience for it, since you need like 300 skill points anyway, I don't think it would hurt anything if you got a little more experience here and there too. Just those those types of things. But I, get it. I, I think historically though, with Bethesda games, I think the reason why they did it that way is because I, you, you tend to be OP early that first run. And I think that this is their way of trying to like level like by making you commit to certain things. But I hear what you said. It is, yeah. it's like, damn, it's like, it's a balance. Yeah. It probably doesn't like, have to uh, be like yeah. all the way OP in your first round through, but like, yeah. I don't need 500 hours just for to be like, okay, me, finally. It's, for me, it's more about the role playing aspect cog. Like, you can't really role play and build into a class that feels like it's yours if you have to spend the first like 30 points on stuff that's just table stakes. I feel, I feel like they, they could have just helped a little bit. They should make it, you should be able to sneak, but mm -hmm. it shouldn't be impossible to sneak. Like I think a good example is the, uh, the security skill. You can lockpick novice stuff automatically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they give you that. Yeah. But then like with stealth, they don't let you stealth at all until you at like you literally you can't no stealth mechanic unless you buy a level on that same with the jetpack right some other yeah, stuff you can't kind of do annoying. the i'm like combat, who would not combat play this slide jetpack combat not having combat slide just sucks and you have to mm -hmm. unlock it with the skill point stuff yeah. like that that you have to yeah get. I, I just i just think they good put point. too much behind a, a, that's a good point that's and that's point. that's literally i mean it's like Alex said it in chat. It's like the the first 20, you're like, I don't know, it's rough. I'm kind of missing all these things. There's a lot it doesn't tell you. When you do get far enough in to start unlocking all this stuff and get into it, that's when, yeah, 80 hours. That's and why no I ended respect. on an eight. Yeah, yeah no, no respect. respect. Now, it's like, yeah. I even said in my one of my videos. Because there's no like, max level. Well, also, it's like, if you went all the way into shipbuilding, built a cool, like, Clash C ship, and then a respect, you couldn't even pilot the ship you just built. Well, I understand some, and then you'd have to like level it back up and do all that stuff. So I understand why the specking is there. It's just like, but yeah, it's like, it's got some good issues. Point. So, yeah. yeah, good point. I can, but, I can understand. Yeah. Overall, I think Hope we all had a five good levels in combat right at the beginning. And I was like, oh no, I can't yeah, imagine yeah. that. That's such a big mistake. If you buy yeah. any levels in the combat tree as yeah, your I first did. like 30 levels, you were screwing up yeah. i was mad that one of my traits i was like all right but i like persuasion I like the other guy. I, I was like i'm never gonna use this pistol skill i was like i'm never gonna use oh it. yeah <laughs> but it's all good well that was our first hour on starfield so mm -hmm. this is the game we cover what's going on you gotta, you gotta educate me what's going on in this other game uh, that i haven't played in yeah. a while <laughs> so to no one's surprise since the leaks seem to have been a thing mm -hmm. rota came out Woo. as the raid and everybody's like, oh, how's Crota going to be? And then everybody jumped into Crota and realized Crota's not going to be a pushover this time. So the finish time was, for one, the top one and two teams were within like under two minutes for finishing. So I know that was like the tightest race I think they've ever had. And then the difficulty gave a lot of people trouble. Some people going back the next day. It is a reprised raid, so they had to um, beat normal and then beat challenge mode. But even normal mode for a lot of people was one of those things you saw. Hey, we got close. We didn't. Got to get back to it the next day. The difficulty was there, but I heard when it started to come together, kind of the way it's... I heard it was balanced to be tough, but doable, which a lot of people still seem... I think they were like, hey, the challenge is back. Felt good. Kind of had to be on it. It was a bit more mechanics the entire time. 
which is probably how they wanted to combat some of the cheeses that were in the thrallway in the beginning and then the bridge encounter and then ear you there's like there's a mechanic where you're kind of trading something the whole time it's the chalice of light is in there instead of just with crota mm -hmm. it's in there the entire raid so you're trading it back and forth you got more teamwork and communication on who it's involved with um just even the thrallway too you never could have told me that the swinging spiky chandeliers would have been an issue oh man they are you will definitely really? yeah just in the dark thrallway with the lamps and stuff because you're trading the buff then you basically have to build the buff up on yourself and somebody has 10 seconds to take it from you. When that happens, you become enlightened. And then at that point, you can do usually something with that buff, whether it's help build the bridge or activate a lamp or, you know, work on a boss fight type thing. All of those are usually what you would do with it. But also while you're running through the thrall, you're like, oh, dodge the hole in the ground. So you're looking down and not seeing the chandelier swinging, coming at you like right in the face. So there were plenty of times I'd see people and it would almost kill you. But if you'd been like, you know, scraped by a thrall, it probably would kill you. Um, I didn't fall down the holes nearly as much. I don't know if they just kind of lucky or I was, you know, getting one or two tips here and there. But the spikes hit me enough times that I was like, all right, those are those are kind of a factor. Um, so, yeah, the throwaway alone just to get started is more than some people expected. So the raid is the that secret was chest still there. Yep. Where it was. Well, wait, in the thrall. Yeah. No, uh, that one's not there. Just behind one of the doors. Oh, that yeah. One's gone. That one. That one. I don't think. That's anybody... where I got my. That's where I got my second Gallarhorn. Good nice. memory. Nice. Uh, the secret chest on the before ear Ute is still there. Running down that little Ooh. mini, mini hallway after the bridge. You got to run to the end fast enough the doors don't close. That one's still there. Oh, the abyss yeah, chest yeah. does exist. Oh, maybe it does. So, question: The old school G e. that hunters used to do to go across the. The bridge, all that's a wrap. Any, any cheeks nah, to go across? The girl? only no one I've seen, uh, there's a secret chest in the abyss. Okay, there is. We didn't do it yesterday, mm -hmm. so I haven't seen everything then. So, okay. Um, the only thing I've seen is a tangle thrown really high and then grapple to the tangle to get over. That's the only thing I've seen. Right. Uh, um, but even like Thundercrash or anything else, not getting across. Really? Well, Thundercrash yeah, no. kind of well, Thundercrash kind of got nerfed anyway, multiple times now. So, yeah. Um, but no, the only one I saw was a video of that, and they probably just have to move the wall up a little bit, and that's done. So they've, yeah, they've wrap. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll pretty much close that one off. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, the throwaway is definitely more engaging. You're always talking mm -hmm. with the team. Uh, you don't the, you activate the lamp with enlightenment, so you don't get there and it just turns on. You have to get charged up. Then you got to have somebody take the buff. Then you activate the lamp, which then turns on a couple lamps up ahead. So you can actually do that again. You're sitting there kind of, and you can't get the enlightenment. You can't hold the chalice again for like a minute. So you has got to be in this rotation. Um, so it's definitely more active in that aspect. There's no like one person running all the way to the end and skipping it all. Yep. I don't think anybody's yep. doing that right now. If they are, I haven't heard it. Um, and then the bridge is definitely more complicated because the mm, only way to bridge. So the only way to get across is either being uh, in being I want to say it's enlightened mm -hmm. or with the sword. So you get a sword and you can run across or the other way you go your you take it across. So it's like two would go across. They'd help with their sword breaker and then one person would come back and then enlighten more people and then more people would get swords and then they're coming back. It's kind of a little back and forth. Either holding the chalice or having a sword. Yeah. Mm, so it was okay. kind of that combination of like one person running over and then. Coming back, 
trading off. And then it's still, you know, you got the annihilator totems, two people have to hold those down or three do. Okay. And then once that's done, you move to the other side, but there's a little more coordination. Cause I just held down my plate last night the whole time. And they were kind of doing the early management, but then it got to the point where I'm the last person on my side and I got to hold it all down on my own. Yeah. And unfortunately yesterday, literally yesterday, they nerfed the uh, pyrogale gauntlets. They nerfed my burning mall gauntlets, the new one. Oh, make the okay. big three tornadoes. That's like my kind of big power super I've got yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. They basically turned those off for a little while because they and were they, breaking the game. They nerfed Banner of War for you guys too, right? I think. Or they disabled it for there because that Banner of War was shred. It's powerful. Yeah, so, that's powerful. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Yep. I love. I actually love that for you. I think that's a very cool Titan. Ability. Yeah, it's cool. But mm -hmm. yeah, they they got it to us and then no. Nah. <laughs> Banner doesn't stack. Okay. Yeah, I think that was changed today in a patch or something like that. Got it, got it. Oh wow, they came for it. Yeah, recent match. Okay, okay. They always do. They can do yeah, for us real quick. They, yeah, it was, they take a little while, but I was surprised it came this quick. Yeah, that's crazy. No, Pyrogale was breaking Iron Banner. I'll see. I didn't know. Let me ask you this because we used to talk about this Ray a lot, and this is your baby from back in the day. So one of your favorite things was always like, "Yo," he used to say, "Traffic like." You know, the reason why I love it because these hero moments. You get, you know, one person. Do you feel they've changed it so much that you can't have a hero moment, or it's still possible, just different? It's so team based now that it's not so much Ooh. around that. Even Crota in the end is like now you're using the sword to break the shield, but your damage is coming from other stuff. It's not the other way around. You're not shooting him to kneel him and then the sword doing the damage. Right. The sword breaks the shield, which it was like three different people rotating to, because you have to be enlightened to hold a shield. So everybody would be trading the buff. You see a sword breaker. Okay, you chip some of his health off. Then you rotate again. You get another one. Somebody chips more of his health off. And then the third person, Ooh. depending on if it's one, like two or three swords, then you were able to, be everybody ready okay you chip the health and then everybody goes in for damage mm, okay so it's like okay. everything is around this enlightened buff and trading and communicating everybody's there for damage it is very very team oriented there's like next to no hero moments i would say at this point how do, how do we feel about this this was that was one of your big things that you used to love oh, i just oh, enjoyed the raid because i thought it fit thematically that was kind of okay. the thing uh the mechanic is shoved in a lot of places i will say so it does make team coordination more required but it almost feels a bit much in a couple places um so i mean that's why the difficulty was there is figuring out where the chalice goes who can run who can't and all those things so that's where the difficulty came in because it was everywhere and everybody had to be together and everybody had to trade it off and you had to do this and then uh when you're going along the abyss area when you get to lantern sometimes there's this place for you to like set the chalice down basically if you've got it but it's kind of random. Sometimes it's at Lantern. Sometimes it's not. It's just like on your run where it's going to be. So you just kind of have to look for it. Uh, and that was in a couple of different places. Like they kind of dragged me through it yesterday. Like I wasn't leading the show by any stretch. But it definitely feels like everybody's going to be involved. Yeah. Most of the time you're going to have a decent role. Um, there's not really like, hey, the five of you stand on the window and I'm going to go take care <laughs> of this the window. That is, that's, that's not happening anymore. As over with. Yeah. Definitely oh, over with. Um, okay. It also just goes to show, I really, 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 like, Well of Radiance is just the thing. Because you put oh. a well at his feet, and then you work Ooh. on Smack and Crota around, then you put a well, and everybody stands in it to do ear Ute. There is just nothing like it. Mm. There's not. So it's like, the mm. more you do this one, I saw, I was like, okay, so what are we going to do? When you get across the bridge, and everybody's there, and the last thing you have to do is take out five 
um, gatekeepers that spawn all together at the same time. Most people mm. pick up a sword and the last person plops down a well and you just sit there and smash them all. So it's like they are. So much of this game is like, take a well. And it still yeah. is that way. Now, I know they said they might be doing something about that for final shape, but that's kind of the that's the worry of taking something like that down without bringing the other options up. Mm hmm. And I really hope they can do both. Like if they're really tired of well being the one thing that is in every raid all the time that everybody feels like they need to have, then the other things need to co be compensated otherwise. And that's the worry I have that they may not do mm. because the power of what the well can do to just all damage all the time for everybody. And if you take that away, when you built so many things around this being a possible thing, right. then I'll just be kind of curious how it goes. So that's, that's a worry I have for final shape. If they nerf it, are the other ones strong enough? Is it enough of a buff? Bubble buff. Bubble, bubble buff needs to happen. Yeah, right. I mean, bubble would be nice to have as even we just were, an alternative. We were the original warlock. Yeah. I mean, that's why Ooh. I played a titan, because they're Hell all yeah. defenders. It, yeah. it makes way more sense in lore for a titan to stand their ground and be like the helper. And instead, now that's the warlock, which makes less sense and makes me jealous, frankly, that well. I agree though. I remember, um, you know, Vog. Yeah, it was like, bro, weapons. That's why I wanted to be a Titan. It's the yeah. ultimate support class. I'm like, where's the Titan? Put that thing down. We need that weapons of light, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think oh, yeah. the fantasy of a Titan, like their whole thing is controlling the battlefield. That's why they have walls that they can put up and they can put a bubble shield and all that. And I feel like over time that's been regressed into just we melee things which was never yeah. the fantasy of titans back in the day i mean that was part of it for like the forehead titan players which there are some of those Smooth brain. Um, but yeah but but like yeah the the fantasy of like of like standing around and controlling the battlefield and being tactical is what drew me and i feel like that's been replaced by the warlock which is now the easy choice if you want to control the battlefield put down a bubble you know, makes way more sense. Put down a well. Put down a well. Oh, sorry, yeah, put down a well. I'm doing a faction, bruh. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I will say the changes they made for contests, a lot of people from what I saw liked it. Okay. Um, thought the difficulty was a good change. Thought it was bringing back, like, you know, the challenge, the coordination. Um, skill level was, was right. It was not a pushover like Ron for the hours it took. I mean, Ron. it was six or seven hours or something for Salta Greppo on the first and then he got his fourth, which is nuts. I mean, he got it by about 90 seconds, but he actually got his fourth, which is still a little crazy. Mm -hmm. um, oh, that, that old team won again. Yep. Elysium won yeah, again. Elysium won again. Wow, and that's yeah. the thing. It was like they were like 93 seconds off of not getting it, but they technically were the ones who pulled it who out. Was which the is, second team? The I, didn't, second. I don't know who the second team was. Oh, yeah, I, I love underdogs. Me too. Uh, but I mean, I know there were people working on it the next day, over the weekend. It was, it was not, I mean, the, the number of teams that beat it, some like Raid Report had their stats, it was much lower, like the hardest, I think the lowest number of clears in the past like four years for really? some of these things. So it was definitely low, like very low Ooh. on clears, high challenge. But for the people who jumped into it, thought it was about where a contest raid should be. Okay. Um, okay. One thing I do see is mm -hmm. the request for contest to stick around as an option more often right. and i guess i wanted to ask you guys nope it's gone like there's no mention of it coming back i wanted to see you guys why you think it's not there i'm curious what do you guys think i don't know it seems like it would be easy to include as like a master 
Maybe because it competes with the master version that they. But come most out with people later. end up liking contest better. I do. Well, it's like it's not full of champions and other stuff, and it's yeah. just. Yeah, the other thing I will say they did uh, the Necrochasm is the exotic, That's and cool. if you beat contest this weekend, you got the exotic. You don't have to go through the quest. You don't have to farm for right. over oversouls. All, uh, you know how many day one raids I've done? Oh, I know. Contest mode raids and that's I've the one. And they yeah, never yeah, gave me the exotic. The one time I'm yeah, busy reviewing games and game. doing Starfield, they, they, they God damn it. them. Yep. The one time. One time. Say, I'm like, really? Everybody uh, told me, yeah, it's Gabby D. I'm like, Zinthos in chat said people would want loot worth the runs of contest. And I'm like, well, Master isn't really worth it anyway, so may as well put Contest in there. And at this point, they made Necrochasm part of Contest. So mm. if you're like, hey, I do it you normal, I understand it. the mechanics. Now, if yeah. you wanted to go turn on Contest and you can beat it, you can just get it. Yeah. Because uh, now be the able, problem is... Be able to play your way to a reward as a substitute for relying on RNG. RNG. Yes. Well, the Guardians make their own fate. Guys. Facts. Fact. Yeah, the problem is now you still have to farm oversouls. Mm. Oversouls are random oh, drops from encounters or the catalyst mm. or the weapon, mm. depending on which one you got. So if you got the weapon, you still need the catalyst. Now you can get some oversouls from triumphs, but you cannot get enough. Like if you didn't beat it on contest and you do some of the triumphs, you will not be all the way there. You're gonna get probably one to two per run, but mm. now you're on a point where you gotta clear the clear the raid to get the catalyst. If you didn't do contest. Probably mm. like 15, 20 times. Damn. Yeah, it's like two per raid and you need like 35, I think, for the catalyst total, I heard. So now you know you're going to be running the raid a lot. So it's back to a point where there is kind of a limit on it. If you get an average, but what it, 15, About 20, I don't know, ballpark in there. Much for a catalyst, bro. Yeah, it's a lot. a lot. And the catalyst that's is outlaw on Necrochasm. Oh, like, so it's not good. majorly worth it. In my opinion, oh. that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does cool stuff because that is like explosions. It's a necro weapon, so it can tie into the warlock exotic that Thorn can. It can actually pair with that. I think Astacross did a video. Necrotic grips, I think. Necrotic like, grip. So yeah, so you can. But you've got uh, it's got like Firefly on the auto rifle and those kind of things. So it's got a couple. It's cool, but it's like to have outlaw on there doesn't really seem necessarily worth the grind. It's kind of one of those, if you farm right. or Sherpa enough, you'll probably get it if you didn't already kind of thing. But is it a, what is it? Is it a 600, a 900? What is it? 720. It looks oh, it's fast, 20. but it's a Ooh, 720. Okay, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I'm good. I'll just get the gun. <laughs> yeah, I was like, if I can get Dang. the gun, I'll be happy. So and that'll still probably take a while because I just got the, finished it last night, so I got the husk. I have a white weapon right now, so I got to go I... through that chain and work on the Eidolon mm. ally and get up to that one. Mm. Um. Wait, yeah, Austin said 720 with exotic trait, it goes to 900. Okay, it may speed up then a little bit because I wasn't sure. Again, I haven't like I barely have the thing. It does look like mm. it can fire fast. I don't know if it fires faster if you get a kill. The kill right. looks like it gives it like the dragonfly effect, but maybe because that was some people were saying it's like you can get outlaw, but it's like you don't even feel like you really need it, depending. So that's what I was like. I haven't looked up the specs of what the weapon actually does Got it. since it's oh, been out. Dude. And regular weapons, how we feeling? Like, uh, uh some people, Proda. I mean, no black spindle, no black spindle, no black, uh, spindle. Okay. No black hammer, same thing. No, I'll just do like that. Um, no, but I mean, you got, I don't think anything game breaking per se. I feel like Last Wish, just like when they were redid those weapons, those are all just like mostly all awesome now. 
I think some of them are cool in here, but I don't know if there's anything quite as good. Oversoul with Volt and Curse Thrall. Okay. See, there's some good stuff about it. Cool. Like Fang of Your Ute and uh, Oversoul Edict. Yeah, it's the. I think that's the pulse that I don't have. I got, I got one that was probably decent, but I mean, it's. I think we're kind of at a point where, yeah, you can get another decent weapon, but do I really need another one versus other stuff that I have at this point? Yeah, I mean, I was using a strand auto rifle and it seemed to have gone fine. I was making hatchlings mm -hmm. and throwing my hammer and between that and everything else, I was killing all the stuff I needed to. I wasn't doing it on contest, but yeah, it was kind of one of those. You brought, you brought Rufus in there. No, that's kind of one of those, like, I think I can craft it, but I never got around to crafting and leveling it up. So that's just one of those I need to. No, it's the, a no, like, a different strand auto. I think it sounds like Scathelock, but it's not that. Um, oh, one second. I had it yesterday. I'm sure it's in dim. You guys even touched the story this week? Uh, behind, bro. I got to catch up. Uh, I did last week, and mm -hmm. last week was... Really cool sword logic stuff, and I realized I didn't play anything. Did you guys notice that? It didn't make you play anything last week. Like, mm. you logged on, and you just did, like, a radio message, and then you went and you talked to Eris, yeah. and then you went back to another radio message, but it never actually made me do tithes yet last mm. week. Like, I didn't have to play the game, and I was like, oh, that's it? All right, <laughs> I'm chilling, and I just logged off. That was uh, that was yesterday. Yeah, I got to catch up. I'm a week behind. I get it done tomorrow. Yeah, the story's kind of. I'm curious what the story does more than anything. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen to Zivu. I don't. Mm -hmm. I really don't. I mean, it does feel like we're going to do some interaction with her. As I said, I hoped we didn't kill her, but everything seems to be pointing that direction. But I'm. Yeah. I haven't dove. I haven't dove into the lore, but it feels like there's going to be strike. Some, yeah, if we have a. Killing Zal at the end of a strike thing, then you know what was the other one? The was it the Undying Mind? Did we do that one of the strikes? One of them. One of the minds. We we we. It was like one of the notorious Vex minds, and we did that one in like a almost like a strike like what, like quest. Curse of Osiris kind of thing. Mm -mm, it was um, chat. Yeah, no, it's one of those like notorious lore hive minds that's been. I mean, excuse me, uh, Vex minds that's been um prominent in, in the story and then i think it was during the splicer season of the splicer we ended up beating and defeating this lord thing in like a seasonal activities undying mind i think yeah i think Austin undying mind is a strike yeah you said that one. yeah quaria yes quaria there we go oh Take yeah that wasn't even that was a strike that was like a final season yeah. finale mission quaria yeah i do remember yeah. that one yeah Man, we might, might be getting that zivu in the in this it's definitely possible 100 percent possible so it's just kind of one of those i've kind of accepted my fate it's just gonna mm -hmm. happen um i yeah <laughs> you've been beaten i i hope not uh i am enjoying the dialogue though between okay. uh, Savathun having her pieces chimed in, Imaro's still a punk. Um, I love the opening when we grabbed him, though, and basically threatened to squeeze yeah. the life out of him. The opening nice one, was bro. cool. I really enjoyed that moment. But yeah, Imaro's still a punk. The voice actor's fitting that one really I well. I love that voice actor. Yeah, but anytime I, I get to hear Savathun, I'm like, there's there's Miss Wilson. Oh, She's, she kills it. But yeah, what I really want 
however it happens, I want Savathun and Zivu to like just talk in front yeah. of us. That yeah. I want to see. I think that's right, my biggest thing. Like if we have to fight her, maybe we knock her down and then we res Zivu and there's a discussion somehow. I just want to see them talk. Whether it goes to absolute all hell and then you got to fight it out anyway. And like, you know, Zivu is like, I'm 100% the witness. I'm not like, whatever's going to happen. I just want to see them talk because both voice actors have been killing it, especially when Zivu's not like pissed off and yelling. Yeah. Because she has the tone right for the yells. But when it's like Mm -hmm. you get some of the other stuff, like in the dungeon. Oh, so good. So good. That's the stuff that I want to see is. I agree. um, I would love that. There was a bit of a mission. There's one mission that we kind of run this week, but it ends up kind of just, it's all between altars and stuff like that. Um, like we had an attunement card that we got last week. So you get like a solar attunement, but I, I'm still solar tuned. So I picked up the other card, but I can't work with the card yet. I still can't attune to any of the other ones. So it's like they have this deck of cards. that's like, you're going to run through the activities and you're going to get a random card, but you're still time gated on the cards, even though they're totally random in what you do. So it's, they still have the time gating. Yeah, the old Sterling. That's the one I was running. Thank you. Nice. Um, that's the weapon. I mean, I got, re- I got rewind rounds and hatchling on it. Nice. So, I mean, I'm just sitting there peppering thrall and stuff, making hatchlings all over the place and chunking my hammer if anything gets close. So I had fire on me and then hatchlings running around. So I was totally fine defending my side. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's... That's what I would love to see in the story because these are two like, sisters. I want to see the sister talk. Absolutely. Like that's the part that I'm looking forward to, and hopefully yeah. we get that because those two voice actors going back and forth, that's what Absolutely. I'm here for. Absolutely, those two are excellent. Yeah, we need that, especially after the dungeon with Zivu. You know, learning about her relationship with Oryx, the, the depth there. Obviously, the the way she views Abathul is very rough, and yeah. I'm very curious to see because you know what she's you know Deborah was so cunning, so smooth to see how she handles her. You know what I mean, like. Because, you know, Zeev was about that. She's about that smoke. She's about that war. So yeah. I, I would love, because I, the, the thing, the only thing that's disappointing me is Bungie saying that Final Shape, Savathun's role is going to be less than we think. And that kind of makes me sad. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, like, I'm like, damn. So I think got... he's EU now. Yeah. I think, in, I think, I think in, as far as main players are concerned, she died in that campaign. And now she's going to be an EU character. Yep. Like, uh, like Darth Maul in Star Wars. You know I mean? Yeah, the like, coolest. He, yep. He's dead. He's dead in Phantom Menace, according to casual fans, but hardcore fans know he's been alive, alive and well with spider legs yeah. for some reason. It just sounds it's like Travis, like, man, she's so good. And it's just like, I get it. We got to get to the witness. I get it. But it's just like, this is Deborah Wilson, bro. You built this up. And then we know, we knew it was going to be to that point where she's going to come back. We're going to need her. But I'm like, I hope this ain't a money situation because I know she's, you know, she's prominent. I know she's prominent. So it's just like, man, we can't, we can't get a little bit more of it. Like, I don't know. That's because yeah. I mean, I, I like her to be real. I like her better than the witness, to be honest. To be honest, like way a better. thousand, yeah, like way better. Like if she somehow was able think, to. When you think of the witness now, you think of Lightfall. Yes. When you think of Savathun, you think of Witch Queen. That's why you like Savathun better. Because she was associated with a way better expansion. The less yeah. I saw of him and the mystery of him is what allured me to But then I see too much of him. Now I'm just like, uh, bro. Oh, uh, no. Whatever, yeah. man. Yeah, that, that's the Ooga Booga part that we're going to have to see how they handle. Because, and then we got the whole In the Traveler thing that, you know, we got to see how that's handled. There, there's a lot of questions. I mean, I think they'll do okay, but 
I, I am, I, and then also I, I, we got to figure out that Nathan Fillion's role also plays into this. So maybe that's part of the budget too. Nathan, Nathan need a nice little check now, Chad. I know. He ain't cheap. Yeah. He ain't cheap. I don't know if the I don't know if the rookie is paying the bills. Is that what he's still doing? Is he in the rookie? I don't know if that's still a show. I think they're doing more seasons of that show. I don't know how. Pretty bad. Here's my question. Do you think prediction post final shape? Are we getting Nathan for this final run? Or are we getting Nathan for the run post post final shape? I think we're getting Nathan for the run. I think I had seen somewhere or heard somewhere that he was signed for a multi-year contract. Mm. Like he's signed for more than just this. And then we know that um our boy who's replacing mm. uh Zavala. Yes, is, uh, Keith David. Keith David. Keith David mm. is also multi-year contract, I'm pretty sure. So mm. I think all those people will be in it. Um mm-hmm. but I don't know I how got, much. I got it's a question. Feel very weird, Devin. It's going to be weird. The question I have for you also is: What about who seems to be completely erased from the story lately? What about Crow? What are we doing with him? Like, what is? I'm that? sure he will have a some sort of role in uh, the next expansion since he's got to talk to the guy he murdered. But Crow is EU. A lot of people yes. forget about that. He is he's like the most EU character ever. Yes. He's, he's Ahsoka. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's his he, like he's for sure that. Thanks. So um I think uh I think they could just do him dirty and have Crow talk about Cade when the season begins after this expansion. Mm, do they we talked get... about how, they talked about how um the first season is going to be happening at canonically after the end of final shape. And okay. so my guess, and then they said it's going to be a reaction to the events of final shape. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely see a situation where they don't, um, they mm-hmm. don't even address, let crow address the fact that Cade is back until so wait, you don't think season. we ever get those two on screen face to face, little stare down little, in the final little... shape. I think it might be season one. After mm. because that would be the first time i believe that crow has been involved in the events of any major Bro, any he's been on the campaign. super bench yeah but even before that he was only in seasons he was never yeah. a featured character in, yeah, you're right. like if you ask somebody who just plays yearly expansions they would have no idea who crow is guaranteed yeah so i think he might have his face-to-face with cade six in season one it's after season. final shape Mm. Just to make just to make him even more of an EU character, mm-hmm. they'll do him you guys, dirty. You guys jump yeah, into the showcase discussion. No, we were just kind of no, talking about we were characters. Just, we we're just talking yeah. about characters, yeah. Yeah. characters and stuff, spitballing who will be around the whole um Sabathun situation that we know for a fact that she's not going to have a, a big role. And then we talk about obviously the crow and um Cade potential meeting if that's going to happen and when. That would be interesting at some point. That does kind of take me to the last thing I want to talk about, at least especially because yeah. you're back. Mm-hmm. We haven't got a chance to talk about the showcase with you because mm-hmm. Travis and I went pretty hard on episodes mm-hmm. and stuff before, and we ended up like beating that one kind of, but we'd never got your opinion. And I was kind of yeah. curious because that's like a bit of a shift for Final Shape's going to come out. And they said the episodes aren't going to start till two weeks after. And then you have the new 18 week model for C- for episodes, but then it's like a six week cadence drop. Seems like you get whatever you're going to get for the six week. It's not so much time gated in there. 
I just kind of wanted to get your take on how that might play out, where you think the stories might go, if it's a good idea. And then when also, because Travis and I went in on this one, it was he had a pretty good one. I'm curious your take. Where do you think the next expansion will fall? Like how many episodes away until we get the next expansion? Yeah, this episode thing is, I don't know how to judge it yet because it's clear they want to shift away from the um, traditional seasonal model. But like, I don't know because the, the, the key is going to be this. It, it's less than an expansion, but more of a casual, you know, do it at your own pace kind of vibe. There's going to be some connectivity between each, you know, it's, it's clearly a departure for what they're doing. I don't want to sit there and say that this is a positive thing yet until I see the first level of execution. I just, I don't know. Do you know. want to hear my fan theory? Yeah. What's your fan theory? Well, I mentioned this on the show where we talked about it, but mm. I actually think the episodes thing is huge in a good way. Okay. Um, the reason for that is, I, their messaging is very specific. They've mm -hmm. not mentioned how many episodes it's going to be before the next expansion. And they're selling episodes as slightly bulkier stuff that happens. And so my mm -hmm. theory cog is mm -hmm. that this entire episode model is an attempt to slow down somewhat the constant pipe of uh, content, which I think is smart because a, a lot of that content comes out a little half-baked. Mm -hmm. And two, to officially remove the expectation of a main expansion every year. Mm, I think they're oh. going, and I think that's why they haven't announced anything. Cause I think they're going to use the episode model to basically say, you know, episodes are just going to continue to come out as long as we need them to come out before we're mm. actually ready for the expansion. Cause I think they've learned in the night and day difference between Lightfall versus mm -hmm. Witch Queen that it mm -hmm. takes more than a year to create a destiny expansion. Absolutely. And so I think they're using this episodic model to basically say, now we can wait two years, three years and feed the player base with content mm. with episodes. And then we can actually make expansions at a pace that is sustainable and where the content actually meets expectation of the player base. That's my, my theory. And so, and that's just based on the way they announced it because they explicitly refused to talk about expansions or a timeline on that, but mm -hmm. they did confirm that there's going to be more destiny. And so right. I don't think that the episode model is them saying we're done making expansions for destiny, quite the opposite. Mm -hmm. I think they're just doubling down on bigger expansions that happen after multiple years rather than mm -hmm. just one year. That's a great theory because it's, it's proof that they can't sustain the, the content drop delivery you know it, it's just proof the last two expansions have i think they've all been delayed at some point you know so and then it kind of goes back to e to d1 you know where it was like the meaty cadence of you know expansion and then it was that that gap but to travis's point i think that's i think it, it could it could happen they they the seasonal model is just too much for them to take on it, it just is narratively they did a pretty pretty solid job throughout most of it and it's just the problem is the the rudimentary nature of it. You know, gamers get tired. We, we've kind of seen the whole, you know, go to the helm. It, it started to get so routine, so redundant. And it's just like, I just think that this gives them probably more space as a studio. And they just don't have that bandwidth. It's clear they don't have all the bandwidth to do what they need to do. So, yeah, I think that's a strong theory. I think that um, then it also, you know, gives them a, a nice window, a nice buffer to not put 
the pressure of, okay, the next expansion post is, you know, this at this time. And maybe space things out. And look, the Destiny community, as long the key is going to be for them, (laughs) is the quality of these episodes. Because if, yeah, the Destiny community feels that this is less than what seasonal model was, if they feel that some of the content is not innovative, they're going to push back. And there's, there's a strong part of the, this community that wants to live in this game, even though that's not really realistic. And I've, trust me, I used to be guilty of all this back in the day. And I've learned, thanks to E, <laughs> you know, you have to play other games. You have to do everything. You can't just be angry and try to live in this world. I've, I've come to that acceptance. But I think this may be their way to transition the community. But it has to be quality content. It has yeah, to Yeah, I mean, even if the episodes were basically the exact same thing as seasons, except for you only got three per four instead mm-hmm. of four like the advantage is now there's longer run time so that players don't get exhausted as quickly because right. they're only doing three seasons per year right right uh they can focus more on that content more and they can release an expansion that is worth the wait if yes. you if if destiny expansions now take two and a half years mm-hmm. instead of one year but they're way better oh yeah that's a fair trade to me Absolutely. I don't need to log on every year to play a lifefall campaign. And that's just going to leave a bad taste in my mouth and burn me out on a game yeah. that I want to enjoy. And so I think I think that they're playing the long game with these episodes. I and agree. that's why I think it's felt weird to so many players because they're like, why aren't they talking about expansions? Are expansions dead? Is it just going to be episodes? Mm-hmm. I think the answer is no. Expansions aren't dead. Mm-hmm. I think that they're just playing it smart and they're planning for yeah. the future. And that actually gives me a lot of hope. Yeah, it, it basically is an admission, right? It's a self-admission of what you, we're actually capable of. But to each point, if they half-ass this, if there's no cinematics at all, no storyboard they stuff. Said, they even said they wanted to go harder on the seasonal like six-week drops right. when they do it. And I'm going, I, did, I didn't expect that. Right. And that's, if, if, yeah, that was if an they pack it, pack it, you know, yeah, they, they'll be fine. They'll be fine because... It's like you say, there's nothing better than you like, yo, we got a a great, you know, nice meal. Okay. You know, it's finished for now. We we got like a two, three month, you know, window. Nothing's advancing just yet, but we played great content. It's still going to be all right. You know what I mean? That that to me is more healthy for them. So they got to go hard. They got to go hard. They, they do put pressure on themselves during the breaks, though, because it's like the, the stuff that we played has to go hard. It has to be worth it. But hopefully this, this is, uh, you know, the right call for them. What, you, well, what, what, like did you, what did you guys say? I mean, Travis has a good idea. My question mm-hmm. for you would be, do you think it's like episode four and then an expansion? Maybe episode five, an expansion? How many episodes after Final Shape till you get an expansion? Look, Echoes, March through June. Revenant, I think July. they're intentional, intentionally leaving it open because even they don't know the answer. Yeah. But I think it, if I had to guess, I think it'll mm-hmm. be five or six. That's a lot of content, though much yeah but they have a sustainable model there Mm -hmm. they have two teams working on it alpha and omega now they Mm -hmm. each have more months than they did before to work they basically have half a year no more than half a year 36 36 weeks Mm -hmm. yeah 36 weeks yeah that's Mm -hmm. i mean that's pretty damn good yeah we gotta see we gotta see Uh, in theory sounds great it sounds great we just gotta we gotta see what these stories especially there's gonna be a lot of pressure after the light and dark saga conclusion where is mm-hmm. destiny going yeah people are like yep. is this because a lot of people that like I'm, the dark. that i'm yeah. less hopeful about yeah a lot i of think people... that it's gonna feel a lot like destiny has always felt and people are gonna be like oh so they're just continuing 
mm-hmm. uh, I think that might be less successful. I'm again, I'm not saying that I feel like the episodes are going to be amazing. Right. I, I have not really liked the seasonal model at all. So if they just mm-hmm. do like a souped up version of that, I'm probably going to like it minimally more than I like seasons. And I'm kind of mm-hmm. expecting that. Yeah. But I think the healthy, the big win for the community is if you get a fantastic, you know, 10 out of 10 expansion yes. every three years instead of a half-baked one every year. I think that's huge because it, it means we get to say goodbye to the shadow keeps and the light falls mm-hmm, and the, and those, those expansions. Agreed. And I, I think that's a win for everybody involved. Agreed. Yeah. We get witch Queens forsakens taken King level stuff. I'm all in. Exactly. Yeah, I, I like, think that's what they're, I think that's what they're planning for personally. Cause they lost all their support studios. It just does not make yeah. sense for them to do an expansion every no year. High moon, they, no I, think, I think Lightfall taught them that more than anything. Right. And, and to your point, Trav, you know, we have to admit they are still pulled into the Sony PlayStation Studios ecosystem of reviewing developers. Yeah. yeah. What is the infamous term? The brain drain, right? So it's just like, yeah, they have to fulfill those commitments. That was part of it, going through each studio's multiplayer offerings and providing feedback and ratings. So maybe this is the cadence that, that can allow them to do it. And, and maybe the old one, just it was just unsustainable. And when, when we showed out on them, and salute the, you know, Blackburn and, and everyone kind of coming forward and, and realizing, you know, they didn't really approach it right. And they, 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 they actually, you know, came up with a plan. You know, I'm pulling for them. I'm pulling for them. I hope this is it. I hope this is it for them. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, whether it's like maybe it's four episodes and then, you know, at the start of the fourth one be like, hey, that'll give them, you know, their 18 weeks or however many months that is. That's like four and a half months. Yeah. Uh, start prepping for the next one. Do your pre-orders. I mean, that's not quite like six months like they're kind of doing now, but mm-hmm. I mean, even one episode is going to be pretty long. Yeah. I wonder, because they're going to come in six-week chunks. Mm-hmm. And I know as you, as we were talking about, they were saying they're going to be a little meatier. Yeah. The biggest thing about every season, the moments when anybody cares is when we get one of those like little cinematic moments or any of those that matter. And then we always get stuck with a lot of the filler. If you have three drops six weeks apart and you come and you play, hey, here's a drop. It's got a little cinematic. We got a cool story. And this thing's going to be a little bit, you know, kind of a little capsule. And you get the second one that comes in. If each one of those gets even just like a storyboard cinematic kind of thing. I've I've heard them say the term, too, and I forget what they called it. But if they have one of those in each and then you get some non-time gated but six weeks worth of content. And then they said they're going to be adding like activities and other stuff and all that in there and each one of the episodes has an exotic quest. You've kind of got a, a decent cadence to it, but I think yeah. the biggest thing that I wonder is like, well, okay, then at that point, a lot of people like to buy the annual expansion pass because you buy the year. Right. And this will be the first time after the year of Final Shape purchases come out, be like, hey, you want to play the next season of Destiny? Be the first time that I wouldn't buy an expand like the whole year, but I mm-hmm. might be like, hey, you got to buy episode four and maybe five, who knows? Because mm-hmm. the expansion is going to come after that. And then does that come no. as a group or is that so their whole pricing yeah. model is about to change up post like this final shape year. That's I even mean, probably as much as Travis is saying is like, we don't know when the expansion coming, but the pricing model's got to change, too. I'm really yeah. curious about that. I'm very curious because, you know, they they've quick to tie that, you know, package deal of all three expansions with a hot exotic. That if you give us a hundred fifty now, hundred, <laughs> you but yeah. can get the broken new darkness exotic and, and, and rain terror. And 
<laughs> you know how they do. So I'm not quick to absolve their little practices. Well, that's what that's why the weird thing is to say it's like if the annual pass, like here's the hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But if if it is related to like Travis's idea, which I think they would love, even if it was just four episodes, mm-hmm. even if it was just one more, that mm-hmm. would be about probably where some of the delays have gotten to instead of twelve months, like Witch Queen was sixteen months, something like that. It was it was long mm-hmm. enough. It wasn't, I don't... I could see them doing 18 months, but I think even then it would probably be stretched. My guess is they're probably planning internally for 18 months and mm-hmm. with the option to delay for two years. Yeah. That'd be my guess. So I was like, I'm I'm curious how that model's going to work because then that'll be the first time even your hardcore people just spend the 100 bucks every year, turn around and now you have a seat, just, just a standalone season everybody's going to have to get if they want to jump in. And I don't know if that's a point where if you did do the hundred dollars for final shape and you've seen a couple of them, like what their fall off would be like, how hard would that season have to go to keep people around? It's because the final expansion by all that, you do the pre-order bonus, you do those things, those kind of help sell themselves a little bit. And then when you just have to do an isolated one, it gets a little weird. So Yeah. We got to see how they handle that, that, that financial model. Got to see. I don't know if they, they clean from their ways just yet. No, no, Trav. You know, they still got a little old school bungee tendencies <laughs> when it comes to the finances. Well, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like the uh, payment model right now, but I think a bigger problem than the pay model is the content delivery model. I just think it's not great when uh, you can't trust the quality of content in a game that you love. Yeah, because you know the their entire team is just strapped for time pushing out expansions as quickly as possible um i just don't think it results in a good product Mm -hmm. and i'm willing to wait for it and i think most destiny players are willing to wait for it too especially if they have episodes to keep them busy Mm -hmm. every four or five months i mean that sounds great to me final question how how did the community what's the consensus like with the episodes when they were they were very confused about the thing and not happy about it they thought really they, their assumption was that expansions are no longer going to happen. That's what a lot of the okay. sentiment I saw online. And I just was like, I don't think you guys get it. So mm-hmm. um, I, I like, think there was a lot of confusion and upsetness about that. Mm-hmm. But people did seem mostly happy about the direct. I had a couple pointed criticisms. I think it's very stupid that the pyramid ships are empty. Mm-hmm. We're not getting a full mob for the Yeah, we get the like just the subjugators really basically. Like, yeah, yeah we're getting the subjugators. One, one new mod instead of an entire army that because that's what that's what I thought was going to happen, right? I thought that the Tormentor was a taste of the new right. uh, enemy type that was all going to come, but instead we're just getting one more. So I don't know. Yeah. I was a little disappointed by that. I love the idea of a linear location, mm-hmm. explorable yeah. world. I think that's super cool. Yeah, if um, they can pull that off, it'd be nice to just see a change in how the destinations are made. Nothing yeah. else. Because we've had the three landing zone circle for <laughs> a lot of years now. So, I mean, it's right. been... They've been pretty consistent on that one to give them the flexibility they want to do. And it may just be like three or four zones connected in a line. They just better have some landing spots. I'm not driving halfway across the world. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we talked about it before. It's got potential, but I think, I mean, general feedback was what about year 11? And that was kind of one thing I was looking for too, is like, what is going to happen in that year? And they said more destiny will come. I mean, even the developer said, Hey, we're working on, pistols that shoot mini rockets we've got an auto rifle that heals uh the exotics they're working on where it's like a mini golden gun thing like sniper rifle they've got the 
Dragon's Breath that's going to come back yeah, to show to th- like so there was some stuff they're working on which is you know some old some new more of that mm-hmm. but it was more I think the idea of there's not that revelatory moment of like hey this is the future this is just like the episodes sure. are kind of a small shift from the season but if we just mm-hmm. have three instead of four seasons it does start afterwards and it's like whatever the first one is Echoes does take into account the events that happen during Final Shape which I appreciate because the story big beats happen whatever happens here then you go do things, but people are like, it's just still unclear. They're keeping the cards closer to their chest. And I think that's just going to be an interesting thing, which it makes perfect sense for the studio for Travis to be spot on. Maybe they do want five episodes, but for them to turn around and say, when is it going to be? Is it next August that they have to turn around and sell this to the entire community? Be like, Hey, we need two more episodes. We're looking at an expansion here in whatever that would be October who knows like where that thing's going to fall by the way too but I just think that's going to be an interesting that they have to try and sell yeah I think for the studio it would deliver better content and if they can just be frank at some point and just say hey we want to deliver you guys better expansions we just need more time to do it I think this this allows them that flexibility they don't have to pin down to okay like the old Activision model after these amount then we're doing this Diablo just said they're doing annuals Really? Diablo 4 just said they were doing annual expansions. I think that came out. I've seen it all over my news feed. Interesting. And I was like, yeah. all right. <laughs> Not what I expected. Interesting. It wasn't? At uh, the, you got to the end of the story in Diablo 4 and you thought, oh yeah, that'll that's the end. They're not going to do it. No, I just didn't think. Year. I mean, as they were going to be doing seasons as well, and Blizzard isn't usually on the annual cadence as much. Like Blizzard specifically. They'll do, like World of Warcraft's not, most of, like, I figured it might be like Call of Duty's Activision, though, and that's still the Activision umbrella. But I just, I figured it might be one of those where it's a little longer. They might do like something kind of like we're talking about four or five seasons, and then they would do an expansion. Just might take them up. So I didn't expect the annual out of them. Maybe I should have, but no. Yeah, I think because it's live service, I would expect there to be story content because I think live service knows that. Most players, the ones that aren't hardcore, leave after your main game and they only come back for expansion. So you kind of mm-hmm. need the big hits to bring back bring back the casuals. Like myself, yeah. I've sort of become a casual in Diablo 4, unfortunately. I was planning on playing every season and that already didn't work out for me. <laughs> I didn't finish season one. <laughs> season yeah, two, okay. I think, is already here. So yeah, right. I didn't finish season yep. one. season of the malignant, right? The heart. Yeah, season. I didn't, yeah, even, I didn't, I didn't even like it. Happen. Happen. I did half of it. I didn't even. Yeah, I did, I did half of it as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't even make it to the end. And Me neither. I think I think season two isn't here yet, but I think it's coming real soon. So the malignant stuff is going to be over. That all that heart stuff. Yeah. Putting in the jewels, yeah. You know. And you're gonna have to make new characters. Yeah. Yep. Start over a new character yeah. on I th- season I think two I already, again. I think I already missed it. As far as I'm, because I can tell. I think. Yeah, that, that train may have may have passed me yeah. by. Because yeah, doing a new character every time. Like uh, I, I, under, it, I understand the, the RPG. Yeah, I was like, I get it. It's kind of the thing, but for me, it's just. I know it doesn't click with me either. But... Yeah, like I, it's like, I mean, I, it's like deleting my Titan character every season and starting over through. But it's also like it's not that you you can go to the off story, but still to level up, you're generally probably going to do some of them. I mean, you can skip the campaign, but then you're still running around a lot of the same areas mostly. Yeah, uh, Diablo players. The hardcore ones, like my friend Kevin Babbage. Shout out, Kevin. Love you, buddy. Uh, he's a diehard. He's played every season of Diablo 3, and he will play every season of Diablo nice. 4. He will tell you, as many Diablo players will tell you, mm-hmm. quote, I love the grind. 
Yeah. Some people want to see the number go up. They like to just see their, they turn off their brain, they put on a Netflix show and they just keep their hands busy while that's they a podcast. Chill. Kind of and I, and yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's what Diablo players love doing. They like to put on an anime and just zone out and come and like Diablo is one of those games where you could just turn your brain off and oh, yeah. just go hard into in, in the paint there. So I, th- I honestly think that's, and I get that dude, honestly, sometimes I'm in a mood like that too, where I just want like something to keep my hands busy while mm-hmm. I watch a show that people keep telling me I need to see or whatever. Um, but yeah, for me, so, it's just, I love the game. Vibe. Yeah. Game's just a different vibe for me. I, I don't know if I could continue with this model to be honest, you know what I'm saying? It's just, I'm too attached to things that I build and loot that I get. And then it's just like every single season I have to start. Like, are you guys going to play destiny after final shape? We got to see what's going to happen, right? We got to see. I will. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying the variety bound? on the channel. Do I, are you duty bound? You must play. I mean, yeah, I will I'm, play I'm in. <laughs> probably as long. I will play as probably as long as it goes just to still see what happens with the stories they tell and the characters involved. And they keep some of that stuff going. Uh, I mean, they've got voice actors that keep doing a really good job. So, I mean, I'm curious to see where the story goes and, you know, what they do with characters. If they ever, you know, drop last gen, if they change things up or if they ever do a D3, that'll be the biggest one that everybody wonders about. But I mean, even if they keep doing expansions, yeah, I'll be there for the journey. I don't know how the, I mean, the YouTube variety will help, I think, for me long term, because I do wonder about the population of just the player base long term. That's yeah. why, like being able to play other things right now, getting more into other games, other reviews, other guides for me yeah. has to be a long-term thing because I honestly wonder what the drop-off is going to be like. Final shape, a couple mm. weeks later, deuces. Yeah. Some no, people me, just want to see the end of the 10-year saga, and mm. that's what I wonder is like, they've really got to do a good job to try and keep people mm. around. Some will. I just don't know how many it's going to be, and that's, yeah, for, uh, that's a tough one. For me, it's just... I, I know my drug and, and there's nothing even through the ups and the downs that replicates the gunplay that replicates the music and the skyboxes that it's like you said before, Trav, like Diablo plays, they just turn their brain off. That's these my turn my brain off. And I'm like, ah, it's home regardless. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and it's just nothing feels like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm in this thing. <laughs> we, we married <laughs> now. Granted when they act up, you know, I have I've been known to be like, all right, you're acting up. I'll be over here until you get it together. But for the most part, yeah, it, it, it's just that gunplay. Hercules, yeah, he said it best. It's just, it's just nothing replicates that feeling and the space magic combo thing. And still, I love raids. I still, I, there's still certain things about it. It's just I can't find, I can't find and replicate it in another game yet. Like some games have really good things, and I'm like, damn, but the gunplay. Or some games have do systems better, whatever, whatever. Like it's just like, mm, but you know, certain things. So it just, it just, it just hits all the synapses for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Are you? Or I mean, Nobody I know bad. you kind of play between scheduling, but I'll play whenever IGN pays me to play. Woo! <laughs> no, I'll continue to play. I, I I've covered this game and I think it's part of my niche at IGN. I, I do like live service games are kind of my specialty and that's allowed me to review games like Diablo and whatnot. So I think uh, I'll at least be playing the expansions every year, but I mean, my time with the game has gone down a lot since a, the PVP situation has gotten progressively worse 
uh, which is most what I most of what I did when I when I did play more regularly. And um, the seasons now, which I'm thankful for, this is a positive. This is not a complaint, Bungie. The seasons now require a lot less of your time yes. to get through and see the story, which I'm happy about. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'll log on once a week for a couple hours. I'll do whatever they need me to do that week. And then I'll pop in a crucible match maybe and see what's up there. And then I'll log off. Like that's pretty much my relationship with destiny now, um, okay. which I'm fine with. I like playing other games. I kind of have ADHD with video games. And so destiny has always been a game that's in my portfolio, but not where I spend most of my time. So um, yeah, I'll probably play. It just depends how much they're asking of me. It sounds like they're going to be asking less of me, which, Mm -hmm. which sounds great to me, at least for a while. And then whenever an expansion comes out, I will leap at the opportunity to review those because I think they're awesome. Mostly. Unless I I don't. If if you get a chunk in six weeks and then you get some content from that and you get exotic quests for each episode that you'll break that one down, you'll get a new activity. You'll probably have some secrets in there and then you're going to do what you can for a couple of weeks and you may like quiet off for a little bit. And then about a month later, then you'll come back for that like two week pop of destiny and then work on it. Another thing they hadn't mentioned is like, you know, any more reprised raids or, or raids just going to be an expansion. Like those have been kind of an every other thing now. And this is, so there's a lot, I think that's up in the air with the model. Um, if they can tell good stories, which the narrative team generally has been on a positive tick upward most of the time, um, especially when they've been given time to develop the stuff or we know certain seasons hit a little harder than others, but generally they've been decent. Some just nail it, especially like Seraph is one that sticks out for me recently. And you go all the way back to like Chosen There's a, and uh, Risen. Like there's some damn good stories in there. I'm always going to be there for those. The exotic missions, you know, when they drop those, fact that i know i'm gonna get one every episode we kind of get that many but we don't even get that many in a year sometimes we get my two so if we're gonna get three in a year and there's always an exotic weapon exotic thing like that um and the kind of the way they describe the artifact too where you get your 25 in the first six weeks and then you get up to then you got another row up top with more another row up top with more and then if you play a lot they've got you know they're going farther out with 200 ranks in the season pass of more things if you do put that much time in so it's like there's gonna be stuff to do but i also really am gonna love because like right now i want to play armored core and sea of stars those are my mm-hmm. two that i really want to jump into yeah. sea of stars i like i'm loving seeing the reviews a couple of guys like rook i know is playing it right now and he's just like dude i'm loving this game so i'm like i can't wait to jump into that just stream it and enjoy whatever 25 30 hours or uh, i saw gerard's the if you if you guys know Gerard, the completionist, his video about that game is awesome because his first interaction with Sabotage Studios and then getting the messenger and like talking to a bunch of people and watching the launch of that one. And then he's actually got a character in Sea of Stars, which is cool. It's uh, I'm really and then Armored Core is like going to scratch the itch outside of like Liza P and uh, Lords of the Fallen Comps. So there's like four games I want to play outside of my giant Spider-Man I'm waiting on. Oh, yeah. And that's the rest of my year. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got enough to fill in the gaps. I don't know if I'm going to be, you know, how it's going to be content wise. That's why when things are good, great. And we'll see how it goes on the other side. So congratulations on the Starfield uh, videos. Those guys yeah. Said. One one of them did really well. The others have been a little smaller. And then, you know, even a couple Destiny videos now did OK. But yeah, the mm. when those big tips videos have gone like top 20 tips, I wish I knew at level one. Like, <laughs> that that thumbnail, yeah. for whatever reason, probably having like beginner's guide in the title. I am so far, knock on wood, they've done well. So if those can keep keep being a nice thing, then, you know, 
That's your lane, bro. You've always had that. that that's cool. Because if, if we were asking it, you know half of these new players don't know what's going on in this game. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. there's there's a lot. Yeah, Rook's playing Sea of Stars. So, I mean, I've got stuff I'm looking forward to enjoying my breaks on, too. Yeah, for me, I'm probably going to now. The cool thing about getting access to Starfield was like, okay, I actually might be able to sneak in the Phantom Liberty. I was worried mm. that I wouldn't be able to. So I really want to do that because... I could do a fresh playthrough. They've revamped so many systems. I never, I didn't get that far into that, so I never got to. Mm -hmm. So and this sounds like if I am going to do it, that's yes, it's the yeah, you know, that's a, a, good a time. big revamp on on that, and then you know the the extra content. So we got that. Obviously, I'm a big fighting game, so Mortal Kombat is going to be huge for me. I got my eye on Mirage because I never liked the oh Assassin's newer, Creed. Yeah, yeah, I, I've never liked the newer Assassin's Creed direction, and this seems to be like casual. A yeah. And I don't like them odysseys. It's just too much. It ain't no stealth. It's just fighting out in the street versus I, I like old school when you get good. I heard Cassandra with Odyssey was worth the journey. That's probably the best again, one I heard. The games her, are amazing. It's just to me not Assassin's Creed. It's a different Creed. genre, yeah. 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 That, that's all. Games are dope. Just, I know it's just not for me. I'm the old guy like that I used to like when he used to go through Jerusalem with the hood. You don't like being a stealthy Viking? Those were a no. thing, right? Vikings famously known Man. for their stealth for tactics. Their stealth, yes. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. That was the worst idea for uh, a game. I, yeah. Like, I get it. They went for the bag. So, I, yeah, I, I like the setting. I like the setting with this one. So, I got my eye on Mirage. it. Mirage. Mirage. I like Mirage. That. Yes. <laughs> Stay with that accent. Exactly. So, if they if they knock that out, all right. You got me. And, of course, Spidey. We got to see what's going on with Spidey and Venom and all that good stuff. So, that'll wrap up my year. What about you, Trevor? You reviewing, like, 10 games? <laughs> yeah, I got, like, 10 more games coming this year. Jesus. Um, that's not even a joke. Yeah. No, I know, I know, because you do small ones. Because like trying five and a no, or bam, knocked out that review. Like, boom, bang it, bang it out, boom, got it done. Uh, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, I'll be playing all the major stuff that comes out. I do want to make time to go back and play Baldur's Gate. <laughs> I, I Yo, feel like that's I'm kind of trouble. a big game. I need to roll credits on, and I am nowhere close. Actually, oh, that's I, another one. Oh my god, that's like a hundred and twenty yeah. hour giant. Yeah, when I when yeah. I do play that, I probably will end up making a new character because i'm like 60 hours into one character but i'm already like eh, i think mm. i'm gonna redo this i played as gale which feels like it was a mistake i don't mm. know i kind of want to just do something else i'm probably just gonna start over mm. um but yeah i'm excited for that sea stars i need to get around to it's on my backlog um Great things. yeah i mean i'm gonna review like 10 more games this year and then the, are you doing phantom liberty about reviewing games what's that you do a phantom liberty at all or not so much it's cyberpunk Oh, uh, yes, I beat. So that's actually another story is I finally beat cyberpunk. Mm. <laughs> I finally beat the campaign. It took me, what, two years or whatever. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, uh, before Starfield came out, I was like, I need to beat cyberpunk or I never will. So I went and I beat it uh, mm. and I'm glad I did. So, uh, yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, a bunch of games I need to catch up on. But that's the thing about reviewing games is sometimes you don't get to pick your own what you play. Right. Yeah. You kind of just you it, follow yeah. the the nomadic trail wherever it leads you. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm very excited about that. Oh, yeah. Cocoon. That game looked sweet. Mm -hmm. I've seen you that. You know what that one is called? Cocoon. That's the one where oh. you dive in right to the. It's from half of the inside uh, inside and limbo guys. Yeah. Because remember you dive, the split, you right? Dive like a it's level. Split. Well, it's the other half. Some of the other half. Yep. I think I this, this is the one where you dive deeper into the world. Yes. right? Like you you go. You. Mm. Yeah. 
Y'all yeah, gotta check it out. Those are my peoples that split up. Y'all gotta see what the other half doing. Yeah, September seemed lighter, but then October, yeah, like Forza. I'm de- mm-hmm. literally debating on buying like the fan attack. Oh, Forza. How'd you let me forget about that? Like oh, I'm debating on buying like the five hundred dollar like actual weight resisted wheel, like full on setup with like Does pedals. it come with the chair? I've always wanted the chair that you can put the wheel on and the pedal at the bottom. Yeah, you can you, you can get back. that as you can get that as a package. Oh yeah, that sounds amazing. Like that's one that I definitely want to do for sure. You got Super mm-hmm. Mario Brothers Wonder and Spider Man on the yeah. same damn day. That's crazy. I forgot I'm about choose that. Mario on that one. Uh, mm, I tend mushroom, to, I tend to lean mushroom Mario. Mario on shrooms, Nintendo, bro. Baby. I love Nintendo. It's so weird. It's fun. I love it. Ghost Runner 2 actually looks pretty sick with the bike. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's gonna be cool. Alan Wake There's 2. An Avatar game coming this year. That's yeah. December. Alan Wake 2 is actually oh, looking. Wait. Dude. Uh, like, September is kind of light with Lies of P, and then you got Cocoon in there. October goes hard again. Well, October's. No, not light for me. Mortal Kombat is September. I'm, okay. I'm, See, Lords of the Fallen is September. Mortal Lords Kombat. of the Fallen yeah, right some, in the middle. Ooh. Yep. There's some big ones. Mm hmm. And the November. Is Lords gets... of the Fallen right in the middle? I kind of thought it was. October 13th. Oh, in the middle of October. Yeah, middle of October. Thank God. Okay, so that means I'm going to get it end of this month. Yeah, and then I'm trying to look. Yeah, and then Avatar is December, and that's kind of like my only thing there. Uh, Yeah, there's plenty, because there's not enough time for September for me to play everything I want to play, and then October just throws like five more on the pile. Yeah, I was like, If I I beat Baldur's Gate in the campaign of starfield in 2023 i will be amazed at my myself that'd be impressive i will be, I will be so impressive because i'm on weird stuff man like i'm right now i'm previewing airport simulator <laughs> for ryan mccaffrey like this is this is the levels of depravity i go to <laughs> you know Jeez. i was playing skull and bones last week that game exists yeah i saw way. that exists so i was like okay one? yeah uh, that was our headline date, but... our headline was was skull and bones is a real game and we played it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's fun man mm-hmm. next week i finally get to see what phone i get to order since i've been holding mm-hmm. on to this thing for way too long stop uh, game up there. i have an iphone You're x it is guy. literally six years oh. old so I am that is due, old i am due for an upgrade there was a point where the battery like started to do that whole like battery expand thing the screen mm-hmm. was like slowly coming up. I was like, uh, this is bad. So I took it in and I got a fresh iPhone X, which is the only reason it probably made it this long because it was brand new out of the box. Hadn't been like, you know, running down. But now it's the point where like face ID is not working. And I'm like, all right, I got like a couple weeks. So I'm, yeah, exactly. so I'm yeah, really tired of push, putting in my code and stuff, but it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's time. Yeah, it's time. Well, uh, that's probably a good place to wrap this thing up. Uh, thank you. Yeah, Avatar might be my first Far Cry because I've never played a Far Cry. So, mm, oh man, you share that. Yeah, it's like one of those that I yeah, kind of missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got enough stuff to do. Um, but yeah, just kind of keeping up with the story. Um, mm-hmm. and just any other guides that I'm gonna do. What do you guys got cooking? That stuff you can't really talk about, I'm sure, for yeah. you, Travis. Tune in. Yeah, tune in next week for me. I would just say yeah about stuff I can't talk mm. about now. And um, yeah, I'll be I'll be back. Vroom vroom, be good to get back with, with my brothers and uh yeah, if I did a nice DD with Maddie, so that was fun to kind of reunite with him. I want to watch that. I want to hear what he has to say about Starfield because yeah, I had a feeling he would be harder on it, but maybe I'm wrong. I would he highly up re- loving it. Is he a nine out of ten guy? No, I would highly recommend you listen to the Gene Park discussion of us three, and I felt he was fair. I feel with with, with nice. his criticism. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, you should, I'm, I'm all for fair, fair assessments of video games. Mm-hmm. I have to be a champion of it for some reason. Um, yeah, Lies of P. My review is going to be live on September 13th. Nice. Um, very excited about that. I've got Payday 3. I've got Lords of the Fallen. I've got a bunch of previews of games. I played Path of Exile 2. Got a preview mm-hmm. up on that. You can watch Skull and Bones. Now I've got Airport Simulator coming in. I've been writing a whole bunch of guides, videos, and written guides on the wiki for Starfield. Nice. And um, what else? Oh, yeah. I'm going to be on Podcast Beyond. I think the episode is coming out on Wednesday to coincide with the Liza P. Nice. Um, embargo lifting and we're just going to talk a lot about puppets and and good mm-hmm. times there and um yeah you can also watch me on bitcast every week you. if you want to see me argue with three elderly men good times shout out to dan for like the, he saw i was at pax and i guess like i was in the uh, sega atlas booth and they had these rare um yakuza pins bro you've got to give me this pin and i'm like really dan like you're going crazy dan loves yakuza he's I obsessed I had no idea his love was oh, that. Yeah. I said, he's bro, I was... he's more, he makes you look like a Yakuza casual. Yeah, I, I, bro. Yeah. I didn't even care about the, pay. I was like, bro, I got you. Just tell me I'll, I'll grab he's one. He's played every Yakuza game multiple times. Jesus. He like, even the new one that just came out. Yeah. That, where, that takes place I, in the little, yeah. I yep, played play them, but one. I usually only make it a couple hours in. The only one I was mm. addicted to was mm. our boy Ichiban. Yes. You know, like a dragon. Yeah, like a dragon. That's the goat right there. That's the goal. And then, yeah, I played um, the man who erased his name at PAX. It was really good. But back to the traditional beat-em-up style. It's cool. I will say Persona Tactica really impressed me for turn-based fans. That game, really cool. Yeah, I would highly recommend that one. E? Uh, Yeah, me. More Starfield. And then, yeah, I was like, I'm trying to see if I can get into Liza P or maybe something. So, But I do want to try and jump into that whether it's at release or if I get a chance to play it early, we'll see. Uh, and then kind of peppering the other stuff that I've been, that I missed Starfield <laughs> missed a couple in there. So that's been 120 hours so far. And I've been trying to just kind of finish up last few things and kind of the first playthrough, and then just kind of at least get to a little new game plus and tinker in there. But I probably won't go like new game plus five or anything like that. that yeah. For some people have been I mean, going a little Greg crazy. On. Like new game plus three, four. Like that's all he's doing. I heard. Yeah. Someone told me. Yeah. It was Tassie and Greg Miller. They were actually talking back and forth. I guess they got to new game plus like three, four five. There's Jesus. There's some stuff that you can focus on for that. But yeah, there's you know, trying not to spoil anything. Keep it reasonable yep. for now. But that's yeah. Um, haven't been streaming as much because I haven't really been able to show. And then even when embargo came up, I, my save was at a point where I couldn't show you anything, so it didn't really matter. So, been off the streams for a bit, but still been on the YouTube. So you guys know where to find me here. Find these gentlemen on IGN Iron Lords Podcast, Defining Duke, IGN, IGN, uh, Defining Duke, <laughs> just all the places. Um, yeah. Anything else from you guys? That's it, bro. All right, well, for this episode number 263, wrapping it up here at a nice little almost perfect two hours. Thank you guys very much. Chat, you guys have been awesome. Thank you. We only had one weird person in here tonight. Seems like we got rid of them. And I think for the evening, we are in a good spot. So for this episode, it has been the the last last word. word.